so let's move seamlessly now. Sorry to interrupt your ceremony. It's nothing personal. I just want to devour your god. This is like some gravity's rebel. M-O-L-M-M. What? Feels apocryphal, but I'll take it. No, that's true. Don't look it up. Don't look it up. I mean, that is made for undiscerning days. I'll just auto-tune that, put a little guitar solo at the end. Perfect. All right. <laughs> Six hours later. Y'all done got diggly pain. <laughs> Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber, the show that always appreciates time travel, conspiracy theories, twist endings, anthropomorphic forest creatures, conveniently tragic backstories, and kids who swear. I'm your host, Ben Helms, and with me as always is my trusty sidekick, the co-captain in our Monf Mission Control Treehouse, my recently and suddenly much bigger and mustachioed big brother and co-host, Jason Rolo Helms. How's it going, man? Never call me Rolo. I, I Rolo. have nothing in common with Rolo. We, I, I would never. Much bigger? Because in the game, he gets bigger. It's a, oh. it's a thing about the third act. He, he we didn't play it. Come on, man. Yeah. I, <laughs> I was like, oh, he's been getting swole. Okay. And no month episode would be complete without the new kid on the block. I was going to make a bunch of like... NKOTB references here, but I could just—I I couldn't. I even Googled them. I was like, I don't know any of these songs. I just—I I know the Weird Al song. Yeah, by how slowly you just had to sound out NKOTB, that tells me everything you need to know. I had to look at what I wrote. NKTOBA. <laughs> What's happening? Tobacco. <laughs> New kids on the block. Is that it? The brains to the operation, whose mom secretly and absent-mindedly almost betrayed us all and condemned our entire town, Corrigan Beck Vaughn. That feels right. Yeah, that, Come on down. I don't think any of us would be surprised by this. No, no, so no. I'm, oh, Michelle. I, unlike Jason, I'm going to take that. If she had the power. I, I would be yeah. surprised by the secretly part. <laughs> yes, it, it would be I mean, on Facebook. There would be like 13 Facebook posts about it. Yes, exactly. Sign this petition. I'm betraying the town. Yes, precisely. <laughs> <laughs> Are there more Amazing. details on that? No. Okay. No, no, I don't know them, but it's happening. Uh, and happy Ted Lasso Day to all who celebrate season three wait, out today. Really? It's happening. It's all happening. Or the first episode, probably. I can't wait to download it illegally. I'm excited. I, um, I'm happy to pay five dollars for the whole season. Well, I steal Kristen's apple. So hey, you, you pull from my plex. Don't don't try to put the uh, play the moral high ground there. I'm I'm very. I'm excited about your your Plex server because I plan to benefit from it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When it gets up and running. Yeah. Welcome to Men of Low Moral Fiber. (laughs) Oh, wait, we did that. Uh, (laughs) We got here before you, Ben. And Corey said, hey, I hear you're going through some rough stuff. And I Mm -hmm. said, we'll save it for the pod. It's true. He's he mines his pain for content. So we're getting ready to just talk about Jason's like follies and sadness. If we're ready for it. No, you tell me when. I think now's the time. But yeah, we, we screw the game, right? Let's get into this. So how's it going, man? What's going on? Okay, so Corey, did I tell you about my job interview? No, we're really getting into it. I I believe the last time we talked, this was a thing that was coming. I, th- I think so. Oh, yeah. it was coming. Oh, it was the or worst interview of my life. Worst oh, interview no. of my life. Yeah, no, we did not talk. Yeah, about I'm okay. not going to talk about it. We haven't recorded. In a, <laughs> it's been a minute. We haven't recorded since December. Yes. I gave you my husband last time, so yeah, it's uh, that's right. We haven't recorded since since Kyo. Okay, holiday. Yeah, yeah. So I went on a job interview, and this is an academic job. And uh, typically, Corey, you, you know this. They have like the teaching demo, right, and mm-hmm. the the job talk, the research talk. Yep. Uh, so first, so it's a three day interview, and it's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Wednesday, they have zero events for me. 
Oh, cool. I land That's at 4 fun. p.m. and do nothing. <laughs> it's so weird. And I called <laughs> to talk about it to be like, hey, is there a dinner or something? Like, oh, just do dinner on your own. Wow. Okay. 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 Cool. You know, uh, as so is customary, the- what state are you in? Oh, Washington State. Okay. What, what part of Washington State are you in? <laughs> the rural part. There's two schools there. there there's many schools. There's, there's just a lot there's more than two. There's plenty of schools no, in Washington. In, yeah. On the eastern part of it, there's two schools. There, there's, yeah, there's there's quite a few. This is the part that doesn't have mountains or trees. The Idaho part. Yeah. So it wasn't Gonzaga. It was the other one. It's the yeah. Idaho part. Yeah. We actually right, had right. dinner in Idaho. Great. Uh, One of the nights. Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, I mean, that's how close it is. Yeah. Um. So I... Show up the next uh, the next morning. Oh, by the way, that night, uh, the night before the interview starts, I land. I know the next day is Megan's birthday, my wife, and I have like given her the gift. I've I've told her, you know, I'm so sorry, I'm going to miss it, and I've got this two hour chunk in which I can talk to you on your birthday during the interview. Like, there's a break time. Here's where it can happen. All that. So she calls me the the first day I'm there, and says, "Hey, the ceiling's leaking." Oh, yes. And she describes where it is. And I'm like, hey, that's not under the roof. There's an attic above there. And she goes, yeah, I got worse news. It's not raining. Oh, yeah, when, it's like, the, oh. when the roof is leaking on the first floor of your two story house, that's never good. That happened to me the other day, too. It's, it's yeah. not good. That happened I in, came in and I, the It bride. sounded like it was raining in my mm. kitchen. And I was like, that mm. feels like that's not supposed to happen. Uh, but go on. It's yeah, not. It's not. It's so, not ideal. I will go on. It's actually farther the bride part two. It happens in. Uh, It's after they do it uh, in the kitchen. And sorry, okay, I've seen that movie three times in the last month. Keep going. What movie? Father of the Bride Part Two. Father of the Bride Part Two. Sorry, it was it was just a lot of syllables. So uh, plumber comes out and checks it out that night and uh, says, "Hey, looks like you've got rats." And they chewed through the (gasps) copper pipes. Oh fuck! And Megan's like, "They can do that." And he's like, "I've never seen it before." Rats can do anything. You know. I guess yeah. so. This is they'll eat people. If you uh, if you read the story of the Iceman, Richard Kuklinski, uh, right. mob hit fella, he would he gave them a taste for human flesh. And uh, yeah, they'll eat anything or watch the three part documentary on HBO, which it keeps recommending to me. I've never watched it. Not interested. Anyway, on the Iceman. Yeah. The Iceman talks. The Iceman oh, speaks yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, the Iceman yeah, okay. tells you all that. about it. Yeah, uh, each one has a, diff- a slightly different title. Yes. And none of them are the Iceman Cometh, which would make sense. No, it's, they were teasing us. The Iceman tells you all about some stuff. Uh, they're real bad titles. <laughs> tells you about his pet rats. Uh, so I go through, I go do the interview the next day. Uh, plumber's got it taken care of, fixes the pipe, but you got to call an exterminator. Might want to call your insurance, you know, all that stuff. Mm. Uh, I show up to my first event, which is the teaching demo. and. This is where you, you know, you teach a class and the whole search committee watches, maybe other members of the department. Yeah, that's what we always had to go when they did that at yeah. my at UCSB. Corey, no one came. <gasps> Not one person. Wait. The only faculty member there was the one who taught the class. No. Is it because they're so progressive that everyone's working remotely and they're respecting each other's <laughs> space? To <laughs> Yeah, they're social distancing. They did not zoom it in either. Uh, and and I was trying to pay attention to see if she was like taking notes or something. Didn't seem to be, nor did she seem to be paying attention. She was kind of doing her own thing. She was nice enough. Wow. But yikes. Big yike. So, uh, then I get like a a cool tour, uh, great vibes, but these people are outside of the department. Uh The people who give me this tour. Okay. Go to my next thing, which is the research talk. I had prepared for up to 50 people, but I thought maybe about 30 ish is a good number. Four. 
Ugh. And one via Zoom. God damn. None of the laugh lines are getting any laughs in the entire talk. Right, because that's the thing. It's like now you've got no, like everything that you prep for those things is with the idea that this is going to be like, you know, you're engaging with people. <laughs> if, if that's not the case, an empty room is not going to do that incredibly aggressive questioning all along the lines of basically, why aren't you doing native studies instead? Oh, geez. Yeah. Not, not, Hey, here's how this impacts native people. Not here's how, uh, indigenous epistemologies could actually change things. It's just, why aren't you doing this other thing? I would like you to be studying something else. I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm not, I, I mean, <laughs> you, you knew who I am, you know, what's yeah. going on. You read my CV. <laughs> they don't appear to have, Lunch afterwards is, uh, you know, with faculty. By the way, that's singular. Uh, only one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. They did not provide lunch for him. So he what? just watches me eat. No. Yeah. What? That is the saddest thing I've... This is miserable. The, the search committee chair zoomed in to the final interview. That's insane. I saw her at the job talk like two so, hours earlier. So she was on here. campus. She never said goodbye. She just got up and left at the end, which is also great in a room of four. Yeah. Excellent. And she starts by saying, hey, by the way, just got to let you know, um, I've been promoted to associate vice president. I'm stepping out as chair. Effective as of Monday. <laughs> so uh, I'm supremely uninterested in everything happening here. Uh, just FYI. This doesn't affect me directly. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, this time, this 45 minute interview is scheduled. It's really a time for you to ask questions. So what questions do you have for us? And I wanted to say, not 45 minutes worth. That's what uh, I said. Uh, it just just generally why? I why? think is the question. Why? What's happening? Yeah. So, so so who's the next chair? And she says there will be an election. I said, OK, can you walk me through that process a little bit more as I'm considering this job? What's going to happen? Like, tell me, like, when will the election happen? Uh, where will this when will this happen? All of that stuff. And she says there will be an election. It's like, cool. don't worry, you won't be a part of it. Right. Yeah. On the walk out to the shuttle, uh, we ended that meeting early, if you couldn't yeah. guess. Uh, I, I ran imagine. out of questions about half an hour in. Yeah. And uh, I, I asked the admin who was walking me out to the shuttle, I said, by the way, how many faculty are actually eligible to be chair in this department? Because it's kind of a young department. Mm -hmm. And he goes, oh, none. Oh, cool. Great. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> So well, this sounds like a disaster. It, like it doesn't get better. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't get better. But like, there's no no better stories from it. I leave the next day. There's nothing going. Oh, there, there's one more bit. I I take a realty tour the next day, and I'm talking to the realtor, and he's like showing me around and excited. And finally, I just say, dude, I just gotta tell you, like, I'm not getting this job. And even <laughs> if they offered it, I don't think I'm taking it. But like, yeah. I don't think they're offering. I right. I get the feeling that they've got somebody else in mind. They're not interested in me, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Right. He's like, really? You know, so-and-so wasn't, did you talk to so-and-so? And I was like, the chair of the department? Yeah, I, I talked to her. And it, she was real cold. Like, she's not interested in hiring me. That's not happening. He's like, oh, man, she's such a good friend. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> and he's like, hey, let's let's check out this house here. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. Let's, we'll check out this house. Let's go tour it. Undaunted. Said, oh, by the way, this is so-and-so's old house. So now I'm walking through the chair's house. Oh, weird. Which was weird. Yeah. Which was weird. Yeah. So I get back, wow. uh, start lining up exterminators, etc., and I uh, get back for the chair. At like two. No. <laughs> it was a really bad interview. That, that's really bad. So I get back at like uh, two a.m. Saturday morning, and uh, Tuesday night, uh, Megan wakes me up and says, uh, "Hey, Jason, I, I 
I hate to tell you this, but the ceiling's leaking again. The rats are back. Go to bed. So we take care of it that night. We do what we can. We shut off the water. Um, and the, the next day, the plumber comes out. And it turns the rats have chewed through another section of pipe. It's like now it's now it's spiteful. It's like a personal situation here. Exterminator can't come out for three or four more days. But he says, hey, you know what? Leave a little doggy bowl full of water up there for the rats. So they stop chewing through the pipes. Name them. So hmm. I was at some point. Get a little leash. Watering my rats. Yeah. Like just taking care of them. <laughs> you have pets now. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. It would be cheaper. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Need to replace all of the insulation in the entire house. Um, was that because of the rats or that was yes, when the entire house? house? But both. The, well, you could replace just that insulation in that room, but they've, they've gone through the entire house. Right. And by the way, my insurance does not cover rats. Of course not. Why would it cover a very normal thing that occurs in every single state of this country it destroys personal property yeah but because the the water wrecked the insulation in that room they will cover the insulation in that room nice but okay. the rest of the house needs it too and we knew it needed it like at some point sure. but okay we're gonna do that so then a week later i drain the bath upstairs this is after texting ben all about the glories of the bath and oh, hey no. 2023 fellas is the year of the bath. We're all getting big soaking tubs. We're just doing it. I love it. a bath. I love man, a yeah. bath. That's my goal. Big soaking tub. You ever drain the bath upstairs and just hear screaming downstairs? <gasps> Can't so, say that I have. It cost me $20,000. I did that last year. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I did it this year. Yeah, it sucked. God, I can't wait till it gets to 20 grand. It's getting up there. So what what happened? It all came up through the toilet. It oh, hit a, a clog further down the line oh. and then uh, flooded uh, the entire bathroom about two or three inches. A separate issue? Yeah. This was my, <clears throat> when I was at UCSB, I had like our little cottage in family student housing was the end of a line of apartments. And uh, that would happen where like someone oh. would take a shower somewhere else and then our bathroom the, yep. would flood with sewage. Yep. Uh, yeah, it was a really in, fun time. In college, at one point, we had a, a plunger in the shower. <laughs> it's super fun. It, it was it was very convenient. You just plunge afterwards yeah. and you can fun. clean up. Yeah, no problem. Right. Easy. So that's like it, OK in college. Right. Right. <laughs> you, know? you don't question it. You're like, I guess this is just going to be a rough semester. Oh, well, that's <laughs> what, what happens. Yeah. So it, it floods the master bedroom as well, which has carpet. Uh, yeah. Only a couple feet into oh, it. Good. But once that's done, the whole carpet's got to come up. So all the carpet in there needs to, to come out. So today we had uh, Serve Pro come out and check it out. No free ads. And they check out the tiles as well. And they're like, dude, there's sewage soaked into all these tiles. Like all of yeah. these tiles need to come out as well. The entire bathrooms need, need basically needs to be redone. This is all me last year. So I am deeply commiserating with you right now. So, so back to the year of the bath. Mm. This is our chance. We're installing a soaking tub when we, we get this yes, bathroom. Yes, you gotta. Just, just gigantic. This yeah. will be my oasis. Mm -hmm. This is going to be everything. So after we throw all of this money at it, we're going to throw a little bit more money at it. You have to. And actually enjoy our lives in our home. Because yeah. one thing I learned from my trip is I don't have it too bad here. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Right? Perspective. I don't know if that's the takeaway. I uh, That's the takeaway I took because... Their their offices suck. Uh, it's not just that the department is like toxic and gross, but like I, uh, Corey, they didn't reimburse me. 
No, come on. They told me they would. Of course. And then when I sent them the receipts, they're like, oh, yeah, we've got a cap on uh, airport. Oh, my Charlotte, God. That's so insane. they they reimbursed for the That's entire insane. trip with like seven meals that I paid for for myself. Because remember, there were no meals they were doing with me. Yeah, I ended up all of the reimbursement did not cover the trip to the airport and back. <sighs> Are we that sure like is Katura isn't awful. like the dean or something? <sighs> no, Katura never hated me. We're fine. We're fine. Like, is there a chance that someone's out to get you? <laughs> Sarah Cooper, does she have an association with this college? Yeah, Sarah Cooper did hate me. <laughs> yeah, who did you wrong that set you up on this? Like, seriously, that is... Yeah. Oh my That's God. truly awful. Shout out, Scoop, how you doing? It's been a, yeah. been a bit. I'm sure you're listening. How's, the, yes. how's her husband? Probably divorced? Oh my gosh. Probably. Yeah. I, I haven't checked on Facebook, I don't know. I, th- I would give it an 80% <laughs> wow. chance that they're divorced. dark. There are evangelicals from Master's College that got married at age 22. That's a very good point. That's true. That's that stance. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hope they reach out. I secretly hope someone connected to that is listening and just reaches out. Is like, by the way, hey, momfpod at gmail.com. There we go. <laughs> let us know. Let us know. Hit me up, Scoop. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the game. I, th- I think that's caught you up. Is yeah. any of that well, making the podcast? Is all of it making the podcast? <laughs> Every last bit. Don't bleep Every a moment of word. it. Every fucking <laughs> second. <laughs> Cool. Uh, I didn't mention the chair's name. Bleep that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, and Corey, how are you? I'm tired. Abridged version. Abridged version. Cool. <laughs> Very tired. Nice. This I was telling you before that, like, so I normally have I have Welsh class on Tuesday mornings, and it's at 9 a.m., which is a very reasonable time for a class to be. Um, but because I don't sleep very much, I'm always exhausted when it comes in, and I feel. Like, you know, every, you know, if you, you've taken language classes before, it's like the first thing the like teacher asks you when you come in is, you know, oh, how are you doing? But in the language and every week I'm like, I'm tired, just tired. That's all. It's my emotion. Uh, and I feel like it's <laughs> I'm like one of these weeks, I'd really like to say something different. In two weeks, I will be in the UK when I have class, at which point it will be at two o'clock in the afternoon and I will hopefully have something else to say. But for now, anytime someone lagged. asks me what, how I'm doing, I'm tired. Yeah, I'm jet lagged. <laughs> By the way, I, I do have to say that after listening to the last two and a half years of Jack off all grades, that uh, Welsh class sounds like a euphemism. <laughs> You're going to Welsh class, if you know what I mean. He showed a bit of Welsh class, if you know what I mean. Oh. Uh, al- alcoholism and breaking a PS5 controller? I don't yeah. know. Oh, okay. <laughs> really Welshing out over here. <laughs> I, we did. What were we watching? So, sorry, Mark. I don't mean to, to slander all Welsh people with you. <laughs> it's a backhanded apology. Um, we were watching something for our... Um, Oh, we watched this like Stephen King anthology for a watch along a uh, week or two ago, and they used the term like to Welsh on a bet or whatever. Oh, and right. Of course, there were several Welsh people in the chat like, hey, Welsh racism here. Uh, I don't know why that is a, a phrase, but apparently if you Welsh on a bet, you're going out. You're not fulfilling your end of it. You know where it's from. Like, I don't either, well, but we all know where yeah, it's like, from. The English were like, I'm stealing this because a Welsh guy yeah. totally promised I could have it. Now he's Welshing right. out, yeah. whatever that means. A thing I made up. This is our land and the Welsh guy wants his land back. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Right. 
<laughs> we figured it out. It's yeah, it's just like Indian giving. God, Indian giving is just so disturbing. Indian giving is like, yeah, the worst term ever. I can't believe we oh. all just used that as a kid. Like, yeah. what? Weird. Yeah. Yep. What a phrase. It was the 70s. It was the 70s. <laughs> it was the 70s. Is that, yep, is that better exactly. than it was the 90s? It was the 90s. I asked my new neighbor how old she thought I was. Oh, boy. She said 52. <gasps> Who said that? How old's your neighbor? My new neighbor. Oh, an adult? 30. <laughs> oh, what, what no. did you say, Ben? An adult. I was like, oh, maybe a kid said that. An That's adult. cute. Right. You know, no, this, is, this is the neighbors who moved into the murder house. Oh, across the well, street. Nice. Yeah. Wasn't it a well, murder they'll, shed? They'll get the theirs. Well, it was the house and then it moved to the shed. Great. Right. Um, That's where you move your murders. But I did. I caught them when they were uh, just checking out the house. Not the murderer. Like they had not closed on it. The neighbor. Got it. Oh, okay. I was like the murderer. Well, I watched the whole, you know. I didn't hey, new neighbor. How old am I? Anyway, I, watched, I watched all of it unfold. Fun. And so I, I came up to them and I'm like, hey. Um, how old do I look? You know, uh, you know what I about the history of this house? They're like, yes, but we were only able to find out things from news reports. Can you tell us everything? And I was like, absolutely. Sit down. <laughs> I was very involved. Yeah, right. Oh, boy. Do I? Perfect. (laughs) Speaking of murder sheds, I'm building a uh, my own little murder shed in my backyard. Yes, you are. Great. You're going to murder some tracks. It's going to be cheaper than the uh, the plumbing water damage from last year, which would be great. Hell yeah. At this point, it is. I know it's like fixing like just random shit costs so much more than any of the like pleasurable things that one might do with a home. Exactly. With, With your second floor flooding your downstairs i'm hopeful that your murder shed will find a way to flood your second floor my murder shed with no plumbing in it none none <laughs> it's yeah. just it's somehow yeah you, we laugh yeah, about we it now it. give yeah. it give it like two weeks just water dripping from our second floor bedroom <laughs> oh no it's the shed <laughs> it's the shed it's the gd shed <laughs> the rats have run some plumbing up come on from the shed the rats found out what was related to jason helms sometimes they bite through pipes sometimes they run pipe Oh my god. You never know. Oh my god. But never where you want it. Should we get no. talk about this game? We should. We're three hours into this. Let's see if I can edit it down. Speaking of woodland creatures, I don't know. Uh yeah. Why? There you go. There you go. <laughs> nice. Uh Corrigan, you did hours and hours of research on this, and you interviewed the creator, I believe. Uh Obviously. you did a cover of the theme song. Um mm-hmm. tell us about Beacon Pines. <laughs> Uh, I did none of those things, but I did look up a few things about Beacon Pines, including the fact that Beacon Pines is a game from a little company, an indie developer called Hiding Spot Games. And this is it has kind of an interesting story behind it. Like many games, it was kickstarted. Oh, nice. Um, So, yeah, it was fully funded by Kickstarter, Um, took about four years to be finished altogether. And according to Matt Meyer, who is sort of the creator lead developer on this, he said the original prototype for the game was a rhythm based RPG battler. Huh. What? Uh, That's different than the game we played. Yeah. It's kind of a long way from the game that it became. I would have liked that game. I know. Exactly. Okay, settle down. No, no. This is not going to be all slander. The good thing about having a three hour long intro is that we're not starting the game off with slander. Right? Well, that's that's a good point. Yeah. I listen, and I'm not going to slander right, the game. Right. The issue is you that didn't it is play enough to slander it. Wow. The issue is that it's not for me. <laughs> that's all. Those Welsh people, 
They're fine. <laughs> They're just not for me. They're just not That's for right. me. That's all. They really welched on this game. I don't know what that means in context. <laughs> None of this no. is making the podcast. Okay, Welcome to Men well. of Low Moral Fiber. <laughs> <laughs> So he said we actually had a working prototype of it. It was pretty cool. It looked cool. And it had all of Ilsa's amazing art. And Ilsa is the amazing woman behind all of the artwork for this. The art is dope. The art art is really good. Yes, it's incredible. art. I mean, I think that's what drew us all to this game in the first place was really just looking at it and being like, that is an absolutely gorgeous game. So that was Ilsa Hartin, who is Hartin who was the uh, person behind the art um, on this. But he he said, like, as they were making it, it was like, okay, there's, like, cool characters we've made here. And, like, when you say to people, like, ooh, it's a rhythm-based RPG battler game, like, that sounds really cool, but they ju- it just wasn't clicking with them. And so they kind of took the characters from it, particularly Luca, the lead character, um, they were mm. really sort of attached to from the start. They were like, they liked the name. They liked, you know, his design, all of this kind of stuff and sort of changed what was happening with this game into something that was a little more storybook narrative fantasy looking, you know, so his outfits went from sort of being in this rhythm battle game thing to being this kind of whimsical fantasy kind of uh, look. And that is kind of what the the game took shape into. Um, It was initially called Welcome to Beacon Pines, um, but a game came out called Welcome to Elk. And they're like, "Eh, yeah, it's maybe a little too similar. Yeah. So they dropped it and they just called it beacon pines and yeah it came out to you know people absolutely love it like i said kickstarted um so it gave them like a good window to be able to create this game and make it into the thing that they wanted to be this sort of uh choice tree decision tree kind of game that really once they came to that conclusion that like that was what they wanted to do with it they were like this is the game and it on it was kind of inspired by matt meyer's own life in that He had kind of been living, working, doing things. I can't remember where he was from originally. I think I have it in Beacon Pines. He's from Beacon Pines, obviously. He was actually from Elk. Ah. Um, he oh, he was from Chicago. He he said, I worked a corporate job for five years or so in Chicago and just sort of snapped one day. Uh, it wasn't really the job's fault. It was the traffic. I was in my car an hour and a half every day. I hate traffic. So I snapped. I was like, I'm moving and I moved to Austin and I didn't really have a plan. To get away Um, from the traffic. To get away from the traffic. He went to Austin. Oh. Cool. I'm, yeah, it was maybe misguided, but uh, yeah, he went there and he was hoping to actually write music for video games. That was what he, his initial plan was. And then he was like, wait, I could make a game and then put my music in that. And so that was when he teamed up with. Ilsa, the artist, and Brent Calhoun, and that was where they developed this game, and it just went through, you know, many iterations before it became the game that we, to varying degrees, played this month. I appreciate well, the honesty there. Awesome. Oh yeah, I didn't realize that the the <laughs> director and CEO or whatever of the company and the writer was also the composer, Matt Meyer. I didn't realize that. I love the music. Which is, you know, yeah, I'm a big fan of these very, like, obviously, you know, my attachment to um death's door and things like that i love a small team where like people are just like multi-talented do very cool things like that so yeah super small taking on multiple roles good stuff 
Thanks. I didn't. Did you get any insight into? And maybe we'll kind of set up the game a little bit too. But I think the coolest mechanic of this game is the the charms and like the idea that there's mm-hmm. like a a tree that you go along and there's storylines branch. It's kind of like a multiverse type aspect to it. Or like you can go to and Jason. Right. Well, can I just give a quick pitch for it, which is that oh, it's yeah, a choose your own adventure. Right. Where you keep exactly. your yeah, thumb yeah, yeah, yeah. in the previous choice. Yeah. See, and you're like, this, and yeah. also. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you add new choices through interaction. Right, things. exactly. So as you're in interaction, you'll pick up something called a charm, which might be like uh, stink. That was literally one of them. I think shit. Right, shit. Yeah. No, that was it. You're right. It's shit. Yeah, it was shit. Which has to, it can't be bleeped because it's a part of the game. Yeah, and so you get to use that later. And it, the option is, uh, you found out that sometimes you've got to be a little. And the first yeah. time you got the only option is sneaky. Right, and the second time. You get the opposite because you run across some shit of saying shit. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be a little shit. And sometimes you see someone's keys that you have to take and it's like you take a shit. No, that didn't happen. No. <laughs> I was waiting for them to use that in a different way. But no, it's just the one time. Yeah, you wanted insight on that. And by the way, this is we'll talk about this. We get into the gameplay of it. The choose your own adventure with your thumb. And it is exactly why this game is not for me. Yeah. I've always found those extremely stressful as a kid. But. uh. Matt Meyer referred to this as a uh, narrative Metroidvania. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Which, yeah, he he said, because you're exploring all the branches of the story, and by, by exploring the different branches of the story, you unlock previously locked off branches in the story by finding new parts. The charms you carry with you, despite going to a different branch where you maybe didn't find that charm the first time, and it's similar to Metroidvania because in Metroidvania, you're unlocking powers that let you get to new areas that you couldn't go to before. Two quick caveats on that. Yeah. One, uh, the narrative part, he's right. It's it's Metroidvania without the combat. Right. And two, I think Metroidvanias traditionally actually allow for a little bit more nonlinearity than right. I was able to find in this game. And in fact, he, he kind of uh, addressed that basically saying yeah. like, you know, they are such a small team that they were like, we don't really have the option to make this as wide and have yes. as many narrative choices and turning points as you know, they would have liked to have had, you know, sure. They, they did this smart thing, which is, I think you could, I think they could have spent the same amount of time and added a lot more choices, but the whole game would not have been as polished. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was very totally. polished. And the, the story, the music, the art, right. It would have lost something there. Yeah. Um, totally. And I, I think they focused on making a really polished product, which it is. Yeah. Um, but then it, they didn't go quite as deep in some of those choices. Right. Yeah, That's a trade-off you've got to do with a small team. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You gotta have your priorities. Yeah, and you, we've seen so many games that are like, let's have and Kickstarters are like, we're gonna make this. And if we what do they call <laughs> stretch goals? Stretch goals, and the stretch goals yeah, yeah. keep widening the scope to the point where it's just like a broken game or it takes five years to come out. And yeah, exactly. So it's nice that they were able to get that done. If I ever do stretch goals, I'm gonna be like a ninth color. <laughs> Maybe a tenth color in the game. Who knows? No, I love that though. Sometimes you do come across a Kickstarter and like they are very reasonable like yeah. that. You know, like your character will get to, you know, we'll introduce another hat that you're gonna right. get for your character. And it's like, yeah, that seems like a good idea. Like don't yeah, don't go too hard. I wanna see the game. Yeah. Especially because a lot of times Kickstarters are, you know, unless it's like the um what's a what's the one we played? Uh, with Elijah Wood broken oh uh, broken age broken age yeah we did it like that was a kickstarter right yeah yeah unless it's something like that like a lot of times when people are doing kickstarters whatever it is it's their first time making that thing Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, yeah, they just have no idea, like really the limitations of what they're planning to do here until yeah. it's like far too late. And like you said, you end up with like a broken game and, you know, stuff that they should have prioritized differently, but they promised they would do this thing. What's the new Double Fine uh, documentary about? Uh, it's about it's... Um, Psychonauts 2. Yeah, Psychonauts. Yeah. Psychonauts 2. Okay. We that's that's another bonus we need to do. Yeah. So I gotta watch that. that. I think it's like twenty hours yeah. or something. <laughs> I know, but we're all gonna love it. I know we did. We've done it before. Yeah, that's a good point, right? Maybe we don't call it a side quest, yeah. but like we need to watch that. Right. It's yeah. gonna be fun. We should start watching it. That's Although I think the last will, one yeah. was like during lockdown that made, that we watched it, so that made it a little easier. But I yeah. think we can we can manage. I've watched so yeah, many hours of Columbo in the past, you know, several weeks. I feel like it can make it work. Total rip off of Poker Face, obviously. By the way. Totally. <laughs> It's like a, it's like a pro cop poker face. Was that what spurred on from from poker face, or was that just a random? It was it was wow. in reverse the way that I did it. Actually, you wrote I, poker face after watching it. I wrote poker face after after watching it. Yeah, I don't no. know what reverse means. I thought you asked me <laughs> did I watch it yeah. because of poker face. Is that yes. what you asked me? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you watched. Columbo, Columbo and then watch Poker Face? And then watch Poker Face. Yeah, because I'd never seen an episode of Columbo in my life. And then, like, I found out, like, two years ago, like, early in Joag, that British people are obsessed with Columbo, and I thought that was wild. Like, it's apparent, it still airs every week, like, on Sundays, you're gonna find Columbo on TV, like, huge. And people, British people reference it constantly. And so I've been kind of curious about it, because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, it seems like a boring grown-up show, so I never watched it. And then when Poker Face came out, people kept on being like referencing Columbo more because obviously that show <laughs> leads you to. And so I was like, you know what? I am going to start watching Columbo from the beginning. And so I've I'm like three and a half seasons. I've got two more episodes of season three wow. left um, in it. To be fair, they're short ish seasons, but the episodes are like movie length. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. So basically every night before bed like an hour and a half before bed i start an episode of columbo and it's watch enjoyable it. yeah it's really good um i mean if you like poker face you're gonna like columbo it's a little less silly but it is it's funny it's a little less silly than than poker face is but you'll very much see the comparison there but anyways yes i've been watching that constantly so i figure i can take a break and watch some youtube have you watched Japanese Columbo yet? Oh my god! Japanese. We, we were almost got back on a beacon bites. I'm sorry. Send it to me after. Well, Japanese. We'll have you watched Himbo Columbo? Kahimbo. Ooh, I would watch that. Because <laughs> I would watch that. I'd give up his intelligence to have Columbo be I, a, little yeah. more, a little more attractive. Oh my god, Kahimbo. I'd watch that. Yes. Topless Columbo. <laughs> someone like a did make a, a yassified columbo uh meme the other day that was like all kind Amazing. of like ai hotter columbo oh, god <laughs> yeah i'm in joe manganello as as columbo <laughs> yes he would be uh i i saw a clip of it a few years ago and it was so great because i didn't understand a word but you exactly that it was Columbo. Oh, Japanese oh, wow. Columbo. Like it's all in Japanese Amazing. and it's not the same actors at right. all. And they're just they're they're talking to each other. And the guy in the the poorly fitting trench coat like says something and he goes, ah, walks away. <laughs> and says, what amounts to just one more thing? I'm assuming in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ah, it's Columbo. I saw it. He did it. He did the thing. Oh, that's incredible. 
I love that. What's the show? So I think there's three shows, maybe just two that I'm getting confused. There's one, Perry Mason's a lawyer? Perry Mason. Yeah. yeah. And Columbo's yes. a cop? Yeah, he's a detective. Yes. It's, there's, there's like a trio of shows that are in old folks' homes that are always like the Simpsons joke one, or whatever. Matt, yes. yes! Thank you. I was searching for <laughs> Who's yes. Matlock? What is his, uh, his occupation? I lawyer? think he's a lawyer. Is he a lawyer? Uh, or, yeah. Yeah, he's a lawyer. When I was in, when I was in college... You know, yeah, he's the guy I was thinking of. The white jacket, white hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. When I was in college, um, my roommates, because, you know, there was no streaming or anything at that time back in the olden days, um, we had like bunny ears on our TV and we got like three channels mm -hmm. roughly. Mm -hmm. um, and one of them was probably like Ion or something like that. You know, it just plays yeah. old shit like that. Yeah. Um, and they played Matlock and it was like every day my, my roommates, the twins, they would uh, they would take a nap and then they would wake up and they would eat lunch and they would watch Matlock <laughs> like come back from class. And every day they were just sitting there with their food watching Matlock. Amazing. <laughs> I love those random routines that you find someone that you like had similar schedules with in your dorm. Right. You'd be like, oh, let's watch. We watch <laughs> yeah. Judge Judy together on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I watched someone play through all of Final Fantasy eight. That Amazing. Way. Awesome. We were just on the same time we just happened to be doing nothing for 90 minutes right, every it was like two days a week, right? it was like there was just simply nothing to do <laughs> it's like okay yeah. i guess we'll we'll do that then so his sword is also a gun yeah yeah it is all right cool beacon pines uh i will say that did you get to the point where you can go fishing with your pops yes yes i really Absolutely. enjoyed that i was looking forward to more mini game type things like that yes and i think that was the only one in the entire game <laughs> Uh, which again, it's hard to hard to praise them for lessening the scope, but still complain about things. We're like, I wish there was more of that. Right? Yeah, yeah. I wish there's more of this. So give and take, right? But it is a true RPG. I mean, that's what he set out to make. It is a true RPG because it has a fishing mini game. That's the requirement. Yeah. Does one of do you want to explain what the game is that it became? So Beacon Pines is a set in kind of a frame narrative of a children's storybook. And there's a narrator telling you the story, but you get to the, tell the story along with them by making choices and doing things along the way. Yeah, it's a very ASMR voice. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I like the writing style. And, you know, every time something momentous happens, kind of instead of a cutscene, she'll walk you through what happens based on on that. If you um, die, she'll be like, oh, no, it can't end that way. That type of. Yeah. Yes. Just, yeah. 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 Surely this isn't the end. You're there right. must be another choice you could. <laughs> totally. <have made. laughs> the end. No, that can't be the ending. It simply can't. I won't accept it, and I hope you won't either. There are more endings, more possibilities. I can feel it. We are just going to have to sort through them all until we find the one that fits. And then uh, you start out as a character named Luco, who is... Everybody is... Luca. Luca. Luca, sorry. Uh... Everyone is an anthropomorphic creature. Mm -hmm. um, they're all different kinds of animals. Luca is a fox. I think a fox. He has horns. Oh, he does have horns, doesn't he? Well, <laughs> that'll happen sometimes. <laughs> He's a deer or, or like a fawn or something. Oh, that would make sense. Yeah, that, that could be it. I guess it doesn't have to be a real animal then. You're right. Yeah, right. It's a fairy tale, but like mildly <laughs> fucked up. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And like it gives you that feeling first. Like. Hey, we might swear some. Ooh, um, yeah. Story time. 
I want you to continue, but this is the point where the story takes place, which is, <laughs> I was like, oh, Beacon Pines, this is a cool game. Cartoons, cartoon animals. Let's get into it. I'll play with Olivia, my nine-year-old. Let's jump in. Oh, no. We get in, yeah. and it's like, it starts with, you're at your father's <laughs> grave. I'm like, well, yep. I mean, that's yeah, every Disney sure. movie, so that's not that bad. So we'll keep, sure. I'm like, that sucks, but like, let's keep going. It, within the first 30 seconds, you also find out that your mom disappeared two months ago. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yep. that's cool. Again. Not unlike mm-hmm. most Disney movies. Let's we'll keep it going. And and then within the first hour, I'm just kind of I start making dinner and I'm like oh, over my shoulder, like or over her shoulder, watching her play for a little bit. And she gets the shit ability. <laughs> yeah. And she dies by someone yeah. in a mask, like pulling her into like a scary building and the game ends. Yeah. I was like immediately like, <laughs> OK, what's going on? Like this game yep. not rated for E for everyone. My bad, my bad. No, yeah, and it was great too because you immediately like hit the slack. Like, um, so not kid friendly, maybe. Not kid. It looks like it though. It tricked me. Yeah, it really does. So it's a little bit fractured fairy tales, mm, yeah. a little bit Twin Peaks, yeah, and a little bit choose your own adventure. And I think if you just told me that part, I think I would have been like, right. sign me up. Totally. So I'll, Ben, this game connected for you really well. Yeah. Uh, you liked this game. And it took a little bit, though. Like, when you started, you were a little like, eh, yeah. Probably because of that experience with my kid, where I was like, okay. Sure. Yeah, well. It's a kid's <laughs> game, but she can't play it. Who's going to play this? Yeah. I right. spent about two, maybe even three hours with it, and it, it, it never quite got over that hump for me. It never connected. Um, and I, I've been spending a lot of time trying to think about why. Like, why didn't those strings connect? Because I kind of like each individual element, but mm-hmm. it's like the chocolate and the peanut butter didn't quite work together for some reason. And I'm still not sure I've got a great answer. Um, down to, I think, I, I think if there's one fix I could have given it, it would either be a run button or random combat while you're walking around. Mm-hmm. Yes. Because I just found myself Agreed. being very much like, I'm not doing anything. I spend so much yeah. of this game running from one side of the map to the totally. other. And it's not that big of a map. No, but it's mm-hmm. enough. But it, it happened enough that I was like, oh, I just don't want to do this again. Yeah. And it's also a mood thing, right? I think that if, if I tried the game a different month of my life, sure, it would have like connected <laughs> and been one of my favorite games. But well, maybe not. I was dealing with rats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not an easy yeah. game to just like pick up and pay, play for 10 minutes or whatever. That's I had it, pretty much the same kind of thing where it was like i just felt like i wasn't doing anything like the story wasn't progressing no like as in like i feel like i'm like i know i'm making choices or whatever but that oh, isn't enough yeah, yeah. for me to right, like right, right, right. feel like right. i'm playing a game um and so it's like i'm just kind of walking around i'm hitting one button to get people to talk to me and then walking mm-hmm. and and you do move very slowly <laughs> and uh you know i was kind of like just sort of like i just don't feel like I'm playing anything right now. I'm just yeah. reading and it happens to let me choose stuff from time to time. So yeah, that was, that was difficult for me. Um, as I was saying, I like, I've never been into like, choose your own adventure. Um, I always did hold my thumb in the page because dying stressed me out and stuff like that. So like choose your own adventures are like not my favorite anyway. <laughs> so that kind of being the conceit of it didn't super work for me either. Sure. And you know, I've said before, kind of like the way my ADHD is set up, I tend to look at like the written parts in a game as the thing I skip past. <laughs> so this was one of oh. the issues that like happened with um, Disco Elysium that yeah. I was like, it's the whole game is the part I skip in a game. I don't really yeah. 
I don't process writing on a screen very well. Um, and, you know, and I certainly can't sit still long enough to listen to someone narrate it for me. Um, and so it was kind of like just going from place to place and reading stuff. I just found that I would go and do something and then I would walk somewhere else and go and do something and then be like, I don't remember why I came over here. <laughs> it's yeah. like when you go to put toilet paper in the bathroom and then you end up like going to bed with it, you know, and you're like, why did, where was I going? Yeah. <laughs> I just kept on like constantly finding That's that. Fair. I was like, I read it, but I didn't really read it. And that that's probably where I bumped against this the most is when it's like you got to go to the store the library and the, the <laughs> tree fort to find right. these things and i'm like cool and i go to screens and i'd be like the library was one of them <laughs> right. and i'd end up just having to go literally like door to door to all the places to be like what did he say because there's no like puzzle tr or not like there's no like thing in my yeah options menu that's like here's the things you have to do like you yeah done here's this? the yeah, quest you're on yeah 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 and so that was that was definitely an issue. So if you weren't reading carefully, sometimes it'd be like, and that's the end. And there's no going back yeah. to see what they said. You just have to like do the thing yeah. that they said 30 <laughs> yeah. seconds ago in the like two hours or so I played of it. That kept happening where it was like simply yeah. I would have a conversation or something like that. And then I would be like, what was I supposed to do? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's like, I don't I don't even know where to go. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I could see that. Yeah, especially when like I picked it up first and then like didn't pick it up again for like two weeks. And then I was like, yes, wait, I have no idea what's going on here. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just a lot of like random story dumping, too, where it's like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, buddy, how's it going? And then he's just like, hey, remember last summer when we did this and this and this and this person moved to town and your mom went here and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, oh, it's a lot to remember. <laughs> Hold on. I hope I don't need to. I hope I remember the parts I need to. And you don't. Yeah, I had this moment of panic. Like immediately when you walk into like the the town center, right, like very early on in the game, you walk into where they're about to have this like festival or whatever. Yeah. And you get the information on like this guy moved to town and yeah. created this thing and all this kind of right, stuff. Right, right, right. And like I had this like literal like moment of like sweat down my face like, oh, no, I think I'm going to need to know that. And yeah. I've already I like and then in panicking about it, I was like, and I've now already forgotten who this is and what yeah. their job is <laughs> like, oh, no, oh, no. And I like psyched myself out. Uh, so, yeah, not not ideal if you like cannot remember <laughs> anything you read. That's for yeah, sure. Tough. I think the the saving grace for that was the size of the game, though, because the time right. the two or three times where I did need to be like, I guess I'll just go to every room. There's only like eight <laughs> places. Sure, right, like yeah. there's not a it took me less than you know four minutes to do that or whatever yeah and so that was that probably helped them having the smaller scope that they didn't they felt like they didn't need to have like a list of things you need to do also right. it being really linear even though it has mm -hmm. the branches when you're on a branch that's all you can do right so there'd be times when it'd be like go to these places to find out more clues and i'd be like i wonder what happens if i go to like my dad's grave if there's like a different a new like audio option or like if it's changed, because there are times when the grave changes throughout the game and it like changes locations and like weird sci-fi starts happening or normal sci-fi. It's not weird. Um, <laughs> you like worried about offending sci-fi? I You're here, you know, you're a nerd. Oh, and so wow. I don't want to offend okay. your people. So Jeez. Uh, not like me on my video game <laughs> podcast. I'm a normal person. Of course. Yeah. Um, my mistake. Yeah. And they, in the dialogue would never, there was just never any that I discovered at least. And I'm, yeah, I tried to hundred percent this as much as I could, <laughs> as far as like, whenever there were like, when you walk into that fairgrounds or whatever downtown and there's like, yeah. there's like five or six different characters there. I went to every single one and exhausted every dialogue option to be like, I got to get it yeah. all. 
And you like said, the fishing place. You at can, the end oh, of this, uh, you know, I asked you like how how many hours did it take you or whatever, and I think you said like sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah. And then you looked up how long it's supposed to take you. Yeah. And it was like six. And then I thought about it later on because I was like, oh, you you had a Corey uh, in uh, moment <laughs> like where it was like, oh, that was way longer than it was supposed to. But then you're like, yeah, I hit this watermelon a thousand times or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why. You get an achievement for hitting the watermelon 20 times. That, that might slow you down. <laughs> you also get an achievement for kicking the watermelon, which is not an ability you have when you first meet the watermelon. <laughs> So you have to go get that, then go back to the watermelon. Then I wanted to make sure if you hit it a hundred times, there's no achievement for. I googled the thousand. Once I got to like okay. 300 hits, I was like, "This is boring." My five year old who's watching me, who I let her watch because all she hears is me, 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 because that's the dialogue. There's no voice yeah, acting. Yeah, it's other true. Than yeah. And she can only read a couple words, so, so it was great playing fine. with her. She was just yeah, like, that- "I like the cute animals." <laughs> that might have been why it took you a little longer to beat this game because I did look at like watch throughs um, or playthroughs. I mean, on uh, yeah. YouTube, and like I think the shortest one was under five hours that I looked wow. at, and then they were like usually like six and a half or so. <laughs> so. Fair. Welcome to my world. Fair. Yeah. So back to the thing I mentioned an hour ago. The uh, I don't know what it was. <laughs> the the fishing with your dad little vignette thing. Yeah. Uh, you, there's, a, there's, uh, your dad's, there's, there's, what is it? There's a chair at the little pond. And if you click on the chair, it takes you to like a flashback of you and your dad fishing. Uh, and you can use your charms on a basket or basically on the fishing rod. Each charm will give you a different thing to, to bait the, um, the hook with. So if you use shit, I think it says like, Oh, put something stinky and he puts like cheese on it or whatever. And that's what you cast with, or if it says, that's the only one I can remember. And that's one that one's wrong. But you know what I mean? Like, it'll give you a different thing. And that gives you a different dialogue option with your dad so that you slowly get more of the story every time you go back there. I thought that was re- that reminded me of Spirit Fair. It's like the same exact mm. mechanic yeah. fishing that way. And I actually, do love like, a fishing the mechanic. Line even, the line even like turns red and you have to like let go yeah. and then like do it again. So it's very Spirit Fair. I wanted a lot more of that, but I thought that little scene with with Pops was really cool. And if there was two or three more of those, there was one of those with like your mom. That mm-hmm. would have been really cool. Uh, but I will say, spoilers from here on out, I guess, for the story. But I was talking to Jason about the game the other day, and he's like, how far did you get? And like, w- like I was like, what are some of the things you thought about the game? Just like initial stuff. And I think, Jay, you were, I think I said, like, what do you even remember from the plot of the game? And you're like, I remember there was like your grandma and your mom was missing. And I was like, yeah, and there's like that time travel thing. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah, I was like, I was yeah, like, what? <laughs> there's a time travel thing your mom's missing and your grandma shows up and you're like, yeah, that's yep. weird. Uh, I was like, what do you think the twist ending could be? <laughs> and you're like, and I went, oh! oh, yeah, it's not so much a twist. Once you figure out like all those things pretty early on that I was like, yep. okay, I know who this person is. She's probably not evil, even though that's what they tell you at the beginning. Right. That like, the grandma's evil? probably your mom. Well, she's wearing a hazmat suit, and one of the early first deaths is a hazmat suit person. Suit person yeah, like, gotcha. It, it, you. it drops enough crumbs to make you think that she is she's the person on who it. kills you the first time you die. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. And then you, I, then, but it doesn't feel right. There's also tension there where you're like, mm, but is she? Right. And she's always like sneaking off to do things. And really, the the story, I guess, is that she is she's trying to stop the evil corporation from taking over and all that. And there's honestly it's weird and i don't understand all it's that it's very twin peaks in that sense where like they have an ooze that has made the whole that they were digging too deep in a mine and some sort of power came up called what's a ball rug it's called like 
the center or the the place or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and because of that, they had to move the whole town. They put the whole town to sleep and moved the whole town a few miles over uh, to make sure that no one would ever find the, the source. That's what it's called, the source. And the source makes everything freeze and like change age, I guess. It ages it up. It like withers. Yeah. At least when I was running into it. Yeah, because it, it lands on someone's hair and they get white hair. It lands on someone's face and their face like gets all like I, old. Like, Oh, oh, yeah. Well, I don't know. I, one of the kids that was playing with me, I shoved him into the puddle of it and he died. That kid. He no. just like <laughs> died. It's like he just turned old and like <gasps> decrepit. I, th- I thought he died. That's the I way I his face just it. gets like misshapened. It's like that episode of but, Are You Afraid of the Dark with the, the kid who like familiar. steals pinball in the mall. No, not the pinball in the mall. That's all I, the only one I remember. Oh, there's one where there's like the, a uh, the monkey paw. <sighs> no. There's one where there's like a, a family. They go to stay at this inn. The pet cemetery. <sighs> That's the one. No. The original they story. Go to stay at this inn, and it's like run by this like young boy. He's like 15 or 16 years old or whatever. Uh, and Wingleers. No. It turns out that he like steals the youth of the people who are in there. So every time they like oh. look in the like mirror, it's like all of a sudden there's like a mole or like they have gray hair or something like that. And they're like, it's weird. And they're just like getting real tired and just like suddenly aging while they're in there. It's a good one. It's one of my favorites. There's also an old money, new money plot going on where Amazon has moved in, but it's not called right. Amazon. <laughs> yes. Uh, ben, what's the company called? Uh, we'll we'll get it for you. We've, we've got it all. Whatever the company is. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. And they are like eerily nice, very Stepford Wives kind of thing. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, there's the old money people who are like super uptight and won't talk to people. Their, their dad is the person who has a statue. He founded the town and all that. Yeah. Yeah. From what I learned, and you can correct me, the mom grandma has partnered with the old monies because the new monies are doing some evils with the source. Does that sound like the plot, maybe? No, the old monies are kind of out of it. it well, but when you first see Grandma Mom in the hazmat suit, she's talking to the old monies. You're correct. Okay. But there's not an alliance there. I think they're looking for the source at that point. So I think maybe they are, maybe they are collaborating. I'm just thinking of the very end where they seem very out of it. One of the things is that the, there's a kid that you meet along the way named... Bucky, I don't know what his name is. Uh, <laughs> Eli? Ezra? Nope, it's gone. There's wow. a kid you meet along the way. They- Rottweiler. Yeah. Sure. You know it's Rottweiler? Yeah. No, he's a Rottweiler. I don't remember okay. his name. But you you learn that he is the founder of the town, but he's drunk the juice from the source or whatever, so he's gone back in age. Oh, the kid is the founder? Yeah. The juice. Oh, that's good. That's he's good stuff. Juice. That's a good twist. <laughs> that's yeah. a good twist. And so he comes back. It's corn. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It's also tough because there's five different endings that I'm like, wait, is this the right plot that I'm thinking of? Or is that the one where I won? Or is that the one where I lost? Like, I don't know. So, so is there like a proper ending amongst it? Yes. Or are all endings equally valid? No, I, I don't think they're all equally valid. Even okay. though the first time I did die, I was like, well, I guess I beat it. I finished the game. <laughs> this is the end. I just already? died. Yeah. No, there's definitely one that you get. There's one that you get credits on that has like you save the day and all that. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Super quick side tangent. I'm watching a six and a half hour video on a Japanese video game from the late 90s. And you called it the proper ending, but it's often called the true ending in a right. video game. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you got to beat it a bunch of times and then you beat it a bunch more and do everything perfectly. And then you get to the true ending. Right. So in this one, the, the game, by the way, is just you on a summer vacation. And it's you're like a 10 year old kid 
collecting bugs and like hanging out and flying the kite and doing stuff like that. But there is an ending you can get if you do everything right. Okay. And in that ending, the adult thinks back to when he was a kid and like there's the frame narrative and it erupts and the adult is like, that was the greatest summer of my life. Mm. And I, I did everything. I did childhood right. Mm. And that has given me the life that I have now. And he's an, a successful novelist. And he's so excited to have these same friends from his childhood come visit him in New York City, where he lives now. And I loved this idea because evidently the fandom has embraced it as the untrue ending. Oh, right. It's like the, it's like um, atonement, you know, where you get. I don't know. You've never seen atonement. No, no. You, I, I should, though. I will tonight. I'll, I'll go download it or find it streaming. Please, yeah. <laughs> I may have somewhat given something to you there, but yes, that, that sounds yeah. fine. It sounds sounds like a just good time. also. No, it is deeply a crying movie. Yes. Can't wait. <laughs> I watched it on an airplane to Northern Ireland and it was like dark on the plane. Everyone was asleep and I was trying to hold back my like heaving sobs. Mm. <laughs> so I watched yeah. it, but it's a really good movie. Anyways, go on. But I love the idea that like you can only get there if you failed the game before right. and you're like, okay, now I know how to do it. Right. right. And then you do it all right. And the, the guy doing the video essay on this is like, he talks about nostalgia as this pain of trying to remember what if I'd done it differently? It's all those little shameful moments from childhood. Where right. You're like, oh, I embarrassed someone. I told the wrong joke. I did this. And we've all got this desire to do childhood yeah. right. Yeah. But the essence of childhood is that you do it wrong. Mm. That's what childhood is. And that's what growing up is. And he says the kicker for nostalgia is that you can never get back there. Right. You never, ever will. Yeah. And until you realize that, you can't grow up. Right. And I was like, what? Oh, it's such a good video. Such a good. Oh, by the way, the guy doing this has uh, not a photographic memory, but he can remember. Uh, Textographic. Yeah, he can remember everything he's ever experienced. Oh, I've heard so, of people. I've like seen people on TV and stuff who do that. That sounds miserable. I have enough trouble as it is not feeling like. That's a, he talks about it as a disability. He's like, it's awful. Yeah, like yeah. I remember enough things. How's that different than photographic? Well, so you can't like flip a page in front of him and he like remembers the page. Right. Okay. Like he'll remember that a page flipped in front of him. Right. But I feel like I remember everything, but I'm also very forgetful. So what do you mean? We're like, we no, like as everything. in every single day of your life as if it just like you can recall. Yes. On January 21st, 1983, uh, I went to the store and my mom bought me a popsicle. Uh, it, like everything you remember. That's not convenient. Imagine. OK. Do you ever have that? Feel <laughs> yeah. You ever have that thing. I do this all the time, but also I have anxiety like where uh, you think of like some like dumb shit you said 20 years ago. And, oh yeah, and like yeah, your your entire body visually reacts. Usually, it's stuff I said to Corey twenty years ago. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, Ben, imagine if you did that twenty times a minute. Right. Like, oh, oh, but he's not like always remembering it all the time. You can think about other stuff. Oh, so he can't think about other stuff. Right. He can't. He can't. Oh, okay. right. He he can do he's his best. He's omnisciently remembering right. all the things everywhere all the time. Yes. <laughs> what he says is imagine uh, that every he says the other really debilitating part about about it is that every memory is the same size. Mm, mm -hmm. So well, that's tough. when he yeah. when he wavered between getting pepperoni or pepperoni and sausage when he was eight years old on a pizza. Right. And the first time he kissed a girl, <laughs> yeah. those two memories are the same size. And he says, and imagine that every memory is about the size of your fist. I go through roughly, I just chomp through a KFC big bucket every second Ugh. of memories. 
Like they're just constantly going through me. Yeah, I deeply don't and, want that. Yeah. It's kind of the same as having no memory in that in that sense. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like it's all the same. Everything's right. happened. It's just all behind me. It's in the past. Yeah. I can't it's, really it's, pick and choose. It's really good and it, it adds all of these layers because he had he had mentioned it before in videos and in his writing. And it always gives this sense that like he's pretending that it's that his memory's not that good, or he's like playing it out. He's like, sure. So I've got this really good memory. Anyway, <laughs> and he talks about other stuff. And he finally like addresses it. And you realize why he's so ambivalent about it. Like it's incredibly painful right. and difficult. And he wouldn't wish it on anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's it's really, really good. And then as he's then telling the story after it, so he goes back to his the school that he grew up in. And he gets escorted around by the now principal and he like he tries to make like a fun joke with her or something. He goes, uh, yeah, the auditorium, I remember that the, the ceiling was what, like 80 feet tall. <laughs> She's like, no, it's like 20 feet tall, like a normal building. He goes, yeah, no, I, I was saying because I was a kid because because I was really small. <laughs> and then he just pauses and he looks at the camera and goes, she didn't laugh. <sighs> to be fair, I wouldn't have either. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, he's like, that's a good dry comedy yeah. moment, but also like. Yeah, he's experiencing that again yeah. and he's done that a couple dozen times since mm -hmm. then um, like oh that sucks yeah. what would you say what's your favorite thing about this game then good question uh, oh yeah I, I think I like the idea that it is a linear game we say this a lot with things like Red Dead Redemption right where it's, it's open world but there's really like a linear story you have to do or like Assassin's Creed or what's the big one with the lady with um Ashley Birch plays it. Uh, Horizon. Horizon Forbidden West and Zero Dawn. Where it's like, it's, it's pretty linear, even though you can kind of go do whatever you want at any time. But if you want to like keep doing the story, this is obviously much less open world than that. But I liked the balance of, and maybe Jason's right, or has a point in the sense that it was just like my mindset of the time was like, I just kind of want a linear story, just like a, a, a video game, what do they call it? A narrative, not a narrative book, a playable novel, whatever they right, call that. Yeah, sure. That type of game. We're just kind of playing through the story that they have set before you. But you're right. It is like the choose your own adventure in the sense that like there's little branches here and there. But even within those branches, you're not like there's only one thing to do on the branch. Um, and so I, I did appreciate the lack of having to like the lack of brain power in that. To be like, <laughs> right. all right, I'm, I'll just plug in a different charm or, or adjective or whatever here and do that branch for a while and kind of read the dialogue and like got the dead end there. I'll plug in and do the other one like. It's the opposite of Hades in that way, where it's yeah. like Hades is like all strategy. I got to like get right. do the most efficient thing possible. Like, oh, I made a mistake. I got to go back or I lost this round or whatever. This is like you cannot you cannot make mistakes in this game. <laughs> right. There's no like yeah. there's like 12 paths you can take along this way that are really only along three branches. And you just kind of take them until they dead end or you win. And it, I, I enjoyed the ease of that mm. and, and like the aesthetics of that concept and the visuals. And the characters were really fun, too. Like, the dialogue, I, I really enjoyed along the way. But, yeah, I think that was just the, the ease and, and comfort within all of those ideas together is what I like. Visual novel. I love that. Thank you. That was the, that's you, exactly. You said uh, picture novel or something like that. that. That just connected some things for me. You know, one of those novels you read. <laughs> I think if I had, if I had <clears throat> approached this as a visual novel instead of a game, I think it might have changed my approach. I'm thinking of uh, what was the one we played, Ben? Um, the Magical Girls Reading Club. Uh, Doki Doki. Yes, Doki Doki Literature. Club. Literature Club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that's a visual novel that surprises you by having some more game-like elements. But even that, you get to choose things along the way, and they might not totally impact yeah. the overall story, but they directly impact dialogue options. And this doesn't even have that. Mm -hmm. So if this had that, it would be a little more, a little more engaging. 
Mm-hmm. Someday I want you all to play 13 Sentinels. I think it connects really well to some of the monthly stuff and very visual novel. But it's Japanese, so you guys won't play it. <laughs> Is that like well? It makes it sound like we're yeah. like anti-Japanese or something like that. I didn't make it sound like that. <laughs> he just said facts. <laughs> you don't like to play Japanese games made by Japanese people. Let me list all of the cultures whose media you won't engage in. I'm not saying you are not against those cultures. That's that's a choice for the listener to make. <laughs> Uh, what's the drink? What's the song? I will go first. I went with the dip. Technically not a drink, oh. but a liquid. You should not drink it. I thought you meant the song. Like, I put my hand upon your hip. When I dip, you dip, no, we when dip. When I dip, you dip, we dip. <laughs> we dip. As we all dipped into this game the past few weeks. No, I went with the dip from Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay, Pastor. Uh, yeah. Who else <laughs> dipped with the devil for 40 days in the desert? What? Is that what they did? Um, but yeah, this dip will... You're right up, I guess. Just like the dip in the game. Terrifying dip. I had nightmares about the dip as a kid. (laughs) The dip was horrifying. Uh, It's still scary now. Uh, Did it turn cartoons into real people? Is that what the dip did? No, it. So it's like the the so the cartoons were made of um, well, whatever cartoons were drawn from. And it was like turpentine or something like that. That would basically like strip it from like the canvas or whatever it's like whatever you would use to clean a canvas off or whatever and so it basically just like melted them yeah okay i do remember it melting that's right yeah because when he holds the shoe into it you see it's like oh no yes oh my god i just watched uh and i wish i'd watched it sooner but chip and dale Oh, Chippendale. Oh, the um, new? The Mulaney Chippendale. It was was thoroughly enjoyable. If you did not watch any Chippendales, you would hate this movie. (laughs) Yeah, I watched every episode. It it, it relies on you being aware of a lot of properties that particular movie. Yes, and it was like right down my middle lane to Ben Helms. You have to know about uh, Ugly Sonic to understand the Chippendale movie. Totally. You have to be between the ages of 32 and 43. Yes. That might be too old, actually. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, you know it was, man, it was it was great. But that, I think that's what reminded me because they have Dale is. I still get them confused. How is yeah, that possible? Know. One of them is real. One of them is CGI. One of them is CGI. One of them is like cartoonish, right? Because right. they got like the CGI surgery or whatever. So I think maybe that's where I got the dip thing. Confused. That's weird. Oh, that's kind of terrifying. <laughs> and they're like that the whole thing, the yeah. whole time. It's it's amazing. Uh, you know, the fact that one had to get surgery to it's do it. It's a weird world that they've created, yeah. Because they're trying to modernize. They're trying to get some jobs, right? Trying to get a new job. You got to be CGI. You got to be real. That doesn't make it better. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's it so good. It makes it real, Jay. Man. Anything Andy Samberg does, I will love also. Yeah, no, no. I'm not, I'm not dismissing the movie at all. That actually sounds like really interesting. <laughs> yeah. As a thing. It's more like, it feels cyberpunk. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Disney afternoon cyberpunk. Speaking of, the cyberpunk anime they made on Netflix. I've heard up. it's great. Yeah. It's really good. It's really good. It's it's the game I wish I got to right. play when I played cyberpunk. Like, it's really good. Is it time for a replay? Yes. I Next mean, gen replay PS5? Yep. Whenever they do a DLC. Have they not 
done one yet? Not not a true DLC yet. God, the game's been out for like five They've years. They've done upgrades. <laughs> uh, uh, is I it did good test yet? it a couple months. I, d- I tested it a couple months ago. Um, booted it back up on the Steam Deck to see if I could get it playing. And immediately I was like, I know what to test. I shot a random person to see if cops appeared behind me. And they did. Is that not supposed to happen? Is it good or bad? Well, it, cops don't come when there's a crime. They, they just, just they are there. Right. They just materialize. As soon as you shoot someone, they're there. They're like thoughts. Like <laughs> you'll be in like a diner where there's three other people and you shoot someone. Now there's cops. there. Oh, there's like yeah, eight cops right. in the room. That's like, what? what? That's, that's like Dreamlight Valley. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Dreamlight Valley, but more broken. There's cops in Dreamlight Valley? No, but th- people just like appear. Goofy's a cop. All of a sudden you'll be doing something and it's like you like. You know, if you go to like the shop or something like that, all of a sudden, like if it just appears at your back or you'll oh, be fishing yeah, troubling. and anyway. like someone like suddenly is like standing at your shoulder. <laughs> it's it's kind of terrifying. Terrifying Disney imagery will connect with my song. <laughs> Disney Dreamlight Valley is like unintentionally very creepy. Yes, uh, we assume unintentional. Well, that's I will a say the, the meal making thing is driving me insane. The Why? girls have been trying to make a three star thing for Maui for two months now. And I've Googled it, and I don't know where to find the ingredients to make a fucking three-star meal. It might be broken. That's the great thing about Dreamlight Valley. Well, yeah, a lot of it is broken. But it can it's the simply... only way to get past it. Yeah. yeah. Is oh. it a specific meal or any three-star meal? Any three-star meal. And I've Googled, like, what's the easiest three-star meal? And it's like, you just need marshmallows and halibut and eggshells. To make a three-star meal, you just need anything that's three ingredients. No. It is. Yeah, it's just three ingredients. It doesn't have I've to be a specific well, I've done thing. so many. I mean, I've obviously it depends, candy. but you can make stuff that's, like, very easily found. I'll find one for you. That'd be great. Yeah. But you have to find it out of something in my inventory, which is only, like, 20 things because you need to spend money <laughs> to get more things in your inventory. I'm a big, like, buy and seller. Uh, buy canola seeds. And plant those, you get a really good return on your investment on those. I just imagine Corey as a really stupid CEO. <laughs> I'm a big buyer and seller. I'm a big buyer and seller. I'm a big buyer and seller. Everybody shut up. They don't critique really... her. I don't know why, but every decision she makes turns to gold. <laughs> I'm kind basically, of a big buyer and seller. Basically the Madison of CEOs. <laughs> so they ask me something and I either say buy or I say sell. Or I glare at them. <laughs> the most fun accurate. one is to glare at them, but you can't use it all the time or it doesn't matter as much. <laughs> oh my God. All right. It's who else accurate. has a drink? I got a drink. Jason. I selected Grappa. Ooh. And we, we could get more specific into like a Di Brunello, something like that. Uh, Grappa is like, like brandy dialed up to 100. Ooh. It's a, a wine based liquor. Okay. That's like 80 proof typically. Yellow. Somewhere between like a wine and a whiskey. Um, and I just introduced some some friends to it last night for the first time. So it's on my mind. But it's it's something mild, like a children's book. That's that's gotten overcharged. <laughs> right? The kids say shit now. And it's cool. it's it's that that blend of like the um the, the different parts, the, the sweet and the sour, the, the childish and the mature that like shouldn't quite work, but then it really works well together. Mm-hmm. And that was something I thought this game did really mm-hmm. well. And that was something I kind of wanted to shout out that like I do love a thing where kids uh, swear or just talk about stuff that like kids actually do. Yes. They feel like realistic kids. Um, and so, yeah, that, that was my connection to Grappa. I will say the other day, Olivia was playing. What was it? Um, I think it was Piku Niku. 
and she just got under her breath and we're both sitting on the couch, but like five feet away. And she just goes, what the hell are you doing? Like to a, another character. Oh. I'm like, what'd you say? She's like, nothing. I was like, it's okay. You said it to yourself. Ben, That's keep fine. it in the house. It's That's fine. you. Yeah. I was like, you're not That's... saying that to someone in a rude way or be, calling someone a name. Like, that's fine. I was like, I just want to make sure I heard you. That's okay. That phrasing, though, Ben, that's you. <laughs> it but, is, oh, yeah. I haven't said that. Oh, maybe I have said that. Yeah, especially to yourself. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. when the computer's not yeah. working. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with that? Oh, that's for sure, I think. Yeah, yep. that's true. Yep. That's for sure. Yep. Fair. Yeah. Which wasn't a trouble for yep. it, I think. I just thought it was like, yeah. oh, you're like, you're Okay, we're at, we're at this point now. Yeah, exactly. That's a so, new, that's it's a curse like, word. <laughs> I know that my kids didn't pick up swearing for me until they say fuck a duck in its feathered asshole. <laughs> and until they say that, I'm in the clear. Where did you learn I'm that in the from? clear. This is Ruby's, uh, my <laughs> friend Emily and Jerry's kid, Ruby, her first swear word was damn, but said exactly the way I do. And they were like, Corrigan. Amazing. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that was me. I like how there's a way. There's yeah. a way that Corrigan yep. does it. That's that good stuff. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can't. She mimics the entire It's a kitten? No, no, no. It, it's a baby cat. A kitten? Oh a my kitten? God. Wow. Okay. I'm no longer hang out. My with drink this week. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Cora. Are we really pushing your buttons? <laughs> oh, nice. These people. Why do I come back here every month? What do you mean by these people? <laughs> Welsh. Uh. <laughs> we all know what we mean. I have hung out with these men. For the past twenty thousands of hours, twenty five years, I don't know what's wrong. Possibly with me. the greatest compliment you've ever given us by calling us men, <laughs> which men. is not not a species that I think highly of anyway. But still, <laughs> just innocent men. Um, <laughs> We're just innocent men. Just innocent men. <laughs> I my drink this week is a Guinness, and my reasoning behind this is because. I like a Guinness, you know. <laughs> what? Did, what? I wanted it to end right there so badly. <laughs> reason is the extent of my reasoning. I like is a that... Guinness. Let's move on. <laughs> I like it. What's the song? <laughs> <laughs> What's the reason? Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck a duck and it's feathered <laughs> asshole. Oh my god. I enjoy. I will order one from time to time. I never finish a Guinness. Because as much as I like the concept of it, I like kind of tire of it pretty quickly. You know, I'm like it's, yeah. I'm getting full. I'm not really enjoying sure. myself. It's diminishing returns every sip that I take of of a Guinness. Yeah. And uh, this, it's by no fault of the game itself. I like the idea of it. I like the concept of it. But it's sort of diminishing returns as each sip mm. is kind of the same thing. Uh, as interesting yeah, as the story is, my gameplay is the same experience over and over again. I've got an important question before we continue. Mm, please. There are bars that, that kind of frequently have these three together. And so I want us each to kind of make our decision. Smithix. Okay, good, right? <laughs> Smithix is phenomenal. Yeah. Now, do you know the third? Can you name the third in my mind? Guinness? Smithix and... Smithix. Oh, is it... Uh, uh, hold on. God, Smithix is so fucking good. Yeah, I, I love a Smithix. That I'll finish. I will finish a Smithix. I can't. I'm not sure what the third one is. It's it's Guinness. If you hate the Irish, <laughs> is it? Um, does it start with a C? What's it? Uh, no, it starts with oh, a B. It starts with a B. Okay, I don't know. 
Boddington's. Oh, Boddington's. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're totally right. It's it's British yeah. Guinness. You know, a good Irish girl like me has never ordered a Boddington's. Boddington's is great, man. <laughs> Boddington's is good. I like Boddington's. I like a Boddington's. I like a Boddington's. Uh, but yeah, Smittix is the way to go. 15 years ago, it was like, kind of in a craft brew, but like, yeah. I'll still yeah, go for exactly. the InBev product. And I don't want a Guinness because that's like the big thing. Yeah, that's what's so funny is it's like, it's one I haven't thought about in a long time. And then as soon as you said, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I remember yeah, like a decade ago, like it was like everybody was drinking that. You I could trust. be attractive by ordering a yeah, Boddington's. Yeah, exactly. There was a time, roughly even 2007, you could 2008. Be attractive, Corey. <laughs> even you would me? order a Boddington's. Even you. Even you. What if, no, nothing's hotter than the Smittics. <laughs> as long as you don't pronounce the THW. A Smithwicks? Yes. Yeah. Can I have a Smithwicks? Yeah. yeah, one of them there, Smithwicks. <laughs> isn't, isn't a black and tan Schmittics and Guinness? Uh, Is that the one they use? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Schmittics in the bottom? Okay. Yeah. I feel like we should all know that. <laughs> Schmittics in the bottom, Guinness at the top. Wink, wink. I don't, I don't know what that means. Yeah, we lost our cred real quick, right? Yeah. There. Um, we also don't order black and tan, so I think we kept our cred. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I think we that's don't. okay. Yeah, not ordering a black and tan or an Irish car bomb or anything of that nature. Yeah, no, no bombs of yes, any kind. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, songs. Songs. Song. Do it, core. Songs. Yes, cut that out, Ben. Isolate that right there. <laughs> Song, song, and give it to Strong Dad. Yeah, it's like this is my that this is one of the like side influences of Homestar Runner because we all quote Homestar Runner, right? Like, and like every time I check my email, I'm like always going like email. Yeah, check it, check it, check it, check it, check it. The email. But it's that I do it with other words as well. Every word. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of shout it. Yeah, exactly. Like that yeah, is totally. It's not a direct Homestar quote, but it is certainly a thing that I do because of Homestar. Last night, I was looking for my hat. And do you all know what I Where said? Where my hat is at? Where my hat is at? Thank you! <laughs> I think I ate too many melanades. Whenever I drop a juice. Pom Pom likes the single juice. <laughs> pom Pom likes the single juice. <laughs> but I would always oh, get pom locked pom in the bathtub. <laughs> I always get locked in the bathtub. Oh, it's so good. Oh, it's so good. Every day I'd be hoping that it's from a female. Oh, it's not from a female. <laughs> I will oftentimes... And it's usually with the kids. I'll like fumble over my words and I'll be like, ah, Fubagots! Fubagots! Or how often do you go, like, and you, like, something up or whatever, is be like, great job there, hamstring. You did a great job. Great your Bramrod. Homestarrunner.net. It's dot. Come. To say the word cheer. <laughs> cheer. <laughs> All right. So here's what we're doing for our next side quest is we're just watching Homestar. Mm. Oh my God. Yes. yes. Twitch stream it and just talking over yes, it. Talking over the whole thing. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so good. I'm sure they've all got it on YouTube. It'll be fan- phenomenal. Yes. I introduced the girls to Jurassic Park this week and yeah. we're going through it. Two of the th- well, one doesn't like scary things, so she didn't watch it at all. But the two, the oldest and the youngest, watched it with me. They loved it. And I, of course, was like quoting things, usually jokingly, but it'd be like, hold on to your butts, like that kind of stuff, like yes. one liners and stuff. Uh, and Olivia would like look at me and be like, dad, stop. Come on. Like you're embarrassed. Come on. And like I'd stop. I stopped for a while. And she's like, dad, what are they going to say next? I'm like, oh, Mr. Arnold, is that you or whatever? And she'd be like, I, and Nora, of course, the five year old's like, 
I kind of like it, Dad. Can you keep going? So by the end of it, I'm like, yes, saying every line with them. The entire movie. It's like, this is the you're the greatest kids ever. This is amazing. (laughs) You get to the map at the mall kiosk and say it's a Unix based system. (laughs) I know know this. This I say that more often than you would think as well. God, it's so good. It's the stupidest line ever. It's so good. Oh, delightful. The door locks. Everyone is screaming at their TV. Then use a command line. Yes. God damn it. Corey, do you have a song? I have a song. The song that I have chosen is purely by sound. Um, because this game, and in fact, in some of the stuff that I read about this game, like they're talking about kind of like the good autumn feel of this game which is one of my favorite things in the world i love something that's just like cute and autumny and warm in that sort of way so i don't know did either of you ever listen to the podcast welcome to night vale yeah so in each episode of welcome to night vale uh they would have you know be like and now the weather and it was not in fact a weather report it would be a song like some random indie band song um and one of the songs from that is called closer by the tiny and it's just this very like cute sort of I feel like it fits your favorite word Ben of twee sort of song but like in a in a good way not in like a a great word not in a Zoe Deschanel way but like that's a great way too (laughs) okay but like in a very more authentic way um and it feels like autumn it feels like cuteness it feels like little furry animals uh, so that's my song. Jason? Song? Music? Why am I up here? So my song, I'm going to throw it in the chat, Ben. Um, I don't want to go through the journey of how I found this song. Wow, that feels like a dig. Pornhub.com. Oh, okay. Oh, no, no, no. Um, I'm not going to bore you with how you found just, this song. No, it's... People. I'm saying I'm not sure how I found this song. <laughs> okay. okay. Is what All I right. should say. I'm not going to blame you. The YouTube of it has 614 views. Oh, wow. 615, baby. Here we go. Send me the link. And it's a video from Country Bears Jamboree, <laughs> and you can watch... The bear singing the song. (laughs) Send me the link. Blood on the saddle. It's 45 seconds. I'm just going to watch it. Just watch it. Blood on the Blood on the saddle and blood all around. A great big puddle of blood on the ground. Yep. <laughs> Here's the original by Tex Ritter, if you want oh, that, too. Yeah, where's that? That's a real song. Yeah, it's a real song. I thought he was admitting to murder. <laughs> right? It, it seems like someone, like, hijacked the country bears and, like, was, you know, like, their last day. And they were like, we're going to do a prank and sang that. <laughs> like, What? Uh, the great thing is the text reader original sounds identical. Wow. Oh my god, it does. Like slightly better audio. <laughs> blood on the sand and blood all around. It also reminds me of one of my favorite songs from um, A Mighty Wind. 
Blood in the tracks, blood in the mine. Brother and sister, but a terrible time. Blood on the tracks, blood in the mine. Brothers and sisters, what a terrible time. That is like my 12th favorite song from Mighty Wind. How I love that one. Oh my gosh. How dare you? I have it stuck in my head all the time. Like, all the time. I would like the one about blood, realistically. What's Christopher Guest doing besides starring at the Oscar <laughs> ceremony? It's just, you know. Whatever yeah. he wants, he's more spinal, earned it. Do we get more spinal taps anytime soon or anything? I think I they've like they've done shorts and stuff like that. One of my friends worked right, with I'll them a few years out. ago on them, but yeah. Oh, nice. That's good. Mm-hmm. That's nice. So I chose this song because I like I like Guinness. You like what? I like Boddington's. I said because I like Guinness. I was make. I was. Uh, it was a callback. I get it. I got oh, that's it what they call in the biz. You see, Corey, earlier in this show, Hollywood writer, you said. Listen, Ben was talking at the same time. I couldn't hear you. <laughs> no, I, I, I think you get it. It's got bears. It's animals. It's kid stuff. But they're doing adult stuff. Like uh, you got the whole oh, yeah, deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. Blood on the saddle, man. There you go, Ben. What you got? Wow, that's it. Okay, I went with the Bluey theme song. I'll take one pound of okay. Uh, this is just the rest of the show is just us quoting shit. That's a lot of nuts. You go this way. I'll go home. <laughs> Birdie. Don't look at me. Birdie. Tiger. 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 Birdie. That probably does not hold up. That's, I, that movie, if we watched it okay. again, could probably couldn't quote most of it. It does. It holds up so well. Yeah, my friend. Yeah, my friend Duncan, who is like one of the most progressive human being. No, my friend Duncan is one of the most progressive human beings I've met in my life watches it like monthly still and it's really good yeah it's really good yeah because i don't think it's mocking like the race or anything like that it's like all of it is directed at like the stupid white guy yeah and just like dumb gags and it it seems to enjoy kung fu movies in fact if there's any movies it's mocking it marks the matrix i think kind of dear listener for like one moment is kung pao enter the fist by the way why would you bring them in this is for us (laughs) The movie is Deep Impact. You've probably seen our Armageddon, <laughs> but this is the B-movie Wait, someone version. Someone posted on Twitter like a, a clip from Blade and was like, this is like the funniest moment. And I can't remember what the thing was, but someone underneath it earnestly asked, what is this? And someone responded, Black Panther. <laughs> and yes! I was like, mm, beautiful. <laughs> yes. I need, I need to rewatch Blade Trilogy. It's amazing. not streaming for free anywhere. God damn it. I need to download it. It's not part of the MCU. <laughs> yeah, right? It should be. Should it be? Bring it in. Just adopt bring it, it in. in. Bring yeah. it to Disney. Put those on the old place. Somebody pay Wesley Snipes taxes. Get it done. Right? So we can get more Blade. Help him out. Passenger 47. <laughs> always bet on black. Go on. It's just a great show. Seven minute episodes. I would, if all TV ended and I had one show to pick from, it might be Bluey because it's just that good and deep and i need to watch this every parent i know is obsessed with it's it. just really well done Corey, let, let me tell you one one episode ben is it okay if i just real quick jump in please <laughs> so, i'm sure it'll be better than the actual seven minute episode so Corey, one of the episodes uh bluey goes camping mm-hmm. uh with oh. her her sister and her parents right and then she goes off to play by herself and there's another kid camping there uh jean-luc jean-luc 
John Luke. And uh, we have we have the Jean Luke action figure. Yeah. And uh, Jean Luke only speaks French. And of course, Bluey only speaks English. And so they can't communicate, but they end up like talking by uh, just doing kind of like noises. And like at one point, they're like, you know, her dad is coming over to get water out of the creek. And she like draws a whole plan in the dirt to be like, you go over this way, I'll go over this way, and we'll grab him, we'll pretend to be dogs, and we'll attack and like all this. And like they enact it, and the dad like plays it up because he's a great dad. And he's like, oh no, they got me ah! And He runs away. A lot of it's montage because they're right. not speaking. A lot of yeah. the episodes just set to music with them playing together, but showing them learning how to speak without language. And like just a, a, one more thing, the rhythm of the episode is like Bluey wakes up from her tent and she runs over and plays with Jean Luc. And then they're like, she like goes back to her tent yep. and goes to bed. And she like wakes up, runs over and plays with Jean-Luc. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... I can I can picture this. It's like fun camp things, yeah. Over and over and over. It's like three or four days. On the night of the fourth day, Bluey says, okay, see you tomorrow. And Jean-Luc says, au revoir, Bluey. Uh, and then like longer sentence explaining something in French. And like doesn't leave. like And doesn't leave. And she says, okay, see you tomorrow. And like turns and leaves. And he just goes, au revoir. Oh. And then walks back, and you have the impression that like John Luke's family's going home, like he's yeah. they're done camping. Sorry, and then she goes back to I'm gonna fucking cr- cry. So Bluey goes back. John Luke's not there. Goes to her mom to cry about it, and mom says, you know, hey, listen, you know, sometimes we have friends in our lives, and they're only there for a little while, but you never know, you might see them again later in life, and that's why they're having a bush week. It goes to it is it goes to black and then it comes back as the only time it happens in the entire series. The 151 episodes yeah, is the only time long. this happens. Blue's <laughs> in her 30s and she's there with her own kids going camping. And she's at the same campsite and you just hear from off camera. Bonjour, Bluey. Oh. And like I fucking lose it. Yeah. You've got me crying, and I didn't even oh watch this. God. I do. Oh, I won't let the kids watch this episode. When it gets to it, I have to skip it. Just Bluey. Holy shit! Oh my god. Lovely. I'm sold. Oh you it's sold so me. Good. This show is so good. I'm in. And it does it every. It's so good. There's no misses. Yeah. It just yeah. hits. Like that's the strongest. Yeah. But Ben, the bird in the park. Yeah. Or though, the other, there's a lot of park ones. A lot of it's just about the chaos of parenting, right? Sure. Which is why it's the parenting thing. But a lot of it's just from Bluey's perspective, too. It has nothing to do with parenting. The one where they do the, they're on a ship, right? They're on the, the little, like, the playground thing that where they pretend they're on a ship. And the dad is there. They're like, is there a whale? And they look at the dad to be like, pretend to be a whale. And he's like, ooh, a whale. And all of a sudden, another dad and kid come over, like, behind them and start, like, at the swing. And they're like, oh, okay, we're on the ship. We're on the ship. Dad, be a whale again. The whale's going to attack us. And the dad like looks over his shoulder at the other dad <laughs> in the swing. He's like, mm. but they're like, come on, be a whale. And like the whole thing is like his struggle with like not being confident and like being embarrassed. And like it's. But what you've missed from that yeah, episode is there's really an entire well subplot about another dad. Yes. Who has to drive his kid to the playground for the first time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And has never driven him there before and is now because he can't get his GPS to work is like having to admit to everyone that he's asked for directions. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not like I'm part of my kid's life, but not in this particular way. And I feel like less of a dad. Yeah. Because of yeah. It. And I just don't feel like I don't feel like a good dad. I don't feel like a good man. I don't feel like this. And then finally, one of the people who gives him directions says like, well, I mean, the way to get there from here, like you're so off track. 
you can go all the way around. It's going to take you two hours or you can just cut down this trail. But like, I don't, I really don't think you've got it in you <laughs> to like take the car down this off-roading thing. And the dad's like, like the dad basically looks at the kid and is like, fuck it, we're doing this. Yeah. And like, they're like going through the air, Ferris Bueller style. <laughs> like we're getting there and it's just about getting the kid to the daycare thing on time. Right. But yeah. in this journey, this dad realizes one, I want to be more of a part of my kid's life. And two, I also want to be more of a adventurous person. Yeah. And that to me yeah. is part of what being a man is. And I need to experience that. And I'm so cut off from it. And I just, you know, need to do that. While this is going on, where the other dad is having this experience of, I'm okay with being a parent who's goofy with his yeah. kids. It's amazing that something, okay, those are like seven minute episodes of something. Seven minutes! That can go through like these incredible arcs like this, and also something that's like deeply moving and impactful for adults, but that kids enjoy watching. Like, it's really yes. doing a lot yes. here. It's so good. Yeah. And it's public broadcasting. Yeah. But I've never seen shows that tackle it like these subjects right. ever like there's not like a sitcom maybe maybe there's probably features right that that do over two hours but like so efficiently and so well i don't know man just the way they pull out your heartstrings and are so specific with things that and so like it's specific and universal right that's the key right yeah but they do it so quickly and artfully it never feels forced or preachy and to be clear that's the key of poetry right, right? those are the guiding principles of poetry sure teaching the universal in the specific like it's really right. elevated yeah. stuff there's an episode yeah. where the kids want to play like grocery store or restaurant with the grandpa oh yeah and the grandpa doesn't know how to do play right because they're yeah. making him order off of an app <laughs> and they hand him like a little cardboard thing and they're like it's a phone you press the buttons and he's like what are you what are you talking about like just i'm just yeah. gonna order it here and like as it's <laughs> fuck, i'm gonna cry again he's talking to his daughter about it and at the end, they sit down on a pier over a lake. Yeah. And he says to his daughter, who's in her 40s now, and he's like, you know, just reminded me of you playing when you were a kid. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and she goes, Dad, that was so long ago. And there's a cut. And she's instantly four years old next to him, leaning her head on him. And he goes, honey, it was yesterday. Oh, golly. Oh my god, that show. God. I'm ugly crying. So you're saying I should have tissues while I watch this. Oh god, it's so good. It really is like every like fourth or fifth episode yeah. hits like that. A lot of them are just like, oh my god, that's really smart and cute and funny. Mm -hmm. And But there are those ones that are like, oh fuck, it's just like cut me to the core, yeah. Okay, oh. I will watch it. It's been a thing that I'm like, I should, I should watch this because everyone loves it. And it's like, because adults love it so much, I should definitely watch this show. You should watch it. I'll watch that. We're two hours in yeah, and at my kids are traveling right now, which is why I'm extra weepy. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I'm just always like this. It's just nice to be joined. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, welcome. Well, we're finally, or yeah, thank you. At worst, it's just really funny right, yeah. and quotable. Like the episodes that don't hit or like pull the heartstrings or whatever are just the ones that are like anytime we say sting a needle, which is like the third episode. You'll get that. But like they play doctor and like he just she just keeps stabbing her dad with a needle. She's like, we got to take another needle Relatable. sting. So we did. That's like a daily quote. In our family. Yeah. Like there's so many. Yeah. OK, so the only connection was the anthropomorphic. <laughs> dogs yeah, there you go. i was like oh that's cute and this is blue's cute and then they're in their little town also so there we go cute um that's it 
And then we're moving on to recommendations. What are you playing? What else have we been playing? Or yeah, what are we playing? Yeah. Recommendation station. What are you playing? Slash all of it. the same thing. Le- what what we're playing? They are now. I've I've separated them. I think they are separate things. But when we get to them, it's two hours in, and we're like, can we just? Yeah, they're the same now. <laughs> yeah, they're the same. <laughs> Recommendation station to get good ideas on what to watch or listen to. Who wants to go first? I saw on the yeah. PlayStation Network that Demon Souls was on sale for like fifteen Ooh, bucks. Nice, but you had to order it, and like you would, you would like mail it. Oh, to like you. a physical, like not one. just download. I didn't know that was a thing, but like I was like, yeah, okay. Mark they buys got all discs of his for games nowadays. Yeah, he doesn't. He does not do the download thing. So Demon Souls is the first game in the series that is most recently Elden Ring. Right, 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 right. right. And so I loved Elden Ring. I went back. It's and, the first. Yeah, I went back and played Bloodborne, oh, wow. and then they remade Demon Souls because it was Souls likes, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, it went from Demon Souls to Dark right, Souls. Right, right. Dark Souls is the main series that was actually like popular. <laughs> Demon Souls was unpopular, janky, and like just super broken. Okay. But. It was also a release title with PS5. Got it. So they remade it for PS5. Oh, really? It's gorgeous. Oh, cool. It is so fun. Oh, okay. And I beat the first boss on my first try. hey And I felt very proud of that. Elden Ring-esque? What? Oh, yes. Very Elden Ring-esque. So it's Elden Ring, except not open world, then. Hmm. It's not open world, and you can't jump. Oh, which I kind of like that. Otherwise, it's Elden Ring, right? And so... I remember the can't jump. I've seen (laughs) the memes of the can't jumping. Yep. Which is a big deal. You get used to it, though. Yeah. Like, okay, so I battled the first boss. First off, you can't level up before the first boss, which is just a big old fuck you. <laughs> like, Ben, you know how you're playing for a while before uh, Melania comes up to you and is like, I will release the power of the ruins so that you can level up. I will teach yeah, you the yeah, leveling yeah. up skill. Mystical yeah. words. Uh, that never happens in this. It never tells you. I had to Google it to be like, wait, why can't I level up? <laughs> what am I doing it keeps wrong? Telling me, it keeps telling me, like, how many souls I need to level up but like yeah what do i do then when i get them because i've got them and it said like you have to beat the first boss before it levels you lets you level up and i was like fine screw it i'm not gonna read anything more i'm just gonna play some more until i yeah find the first yeah, boss yeah. found him and the boss is called phalanx and they are these like like mollusks with like a giant shield in front of them and sure. a spear coming out and there's like 40 of them and they're all surrounding the, a bigger mollusk and you're like okay i get it I have to, like, isolate them and beat all 40 right. of these one by one, and you can only attack them from behind. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. And it's really fun. <laughs> and so it's, like, slowly drawing them out, hacking at them from behind, coming around, hacking them from behind. That does behind, sound like fun to me. And, like, just slow war of attrition until this giant mollusk in the middle has nobody to protect him, and then you just come and just, like, wail on him. And it's great. And it's nice. like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Who's hitting you? Yeah. <laughs> I can get into that. And you get through that and you get to level up and you get like four levels right away because, of course, you get like tons of, you know, XP from it. And then the very next area, you battle like three or four more of them. But now it's teaching you because they're all like hiding in corners. So you're just like walking down a hallway and then suddenly like a spear hits you and you're like, come on, where's this one? And you got to go hunt it down, get in the corner and kill it. You go through and then you get to an open area and it's like you could... You're looking over like a bridge, like a long stone bridge. And it's like, cool, this seems chill. Bunch of corpses in front of you. And in fact, 
you can see three or four items sitting there that you could like grab on your way. Feels like and a trap like, is coming. Does it? Does it feel like a trap, <laughs> Corey? Is that what it feels like? The way you're talking about it, it sure does. <laughs> so you you walk forward about five feet, and all of a sudden you hear, <laughs> and I'm like, let's just <clears throat> let's just hang back and watch what happens. All of a sudden, a dragon comes down and just like torches the entire bridge in front of you. <laughs> And you're like, cool. One, two, three. Roar! Whoosh! Torches. And you're like, okay, so it's a timing thing. Yeah. And you've got to time it exactly right. And of course, you want to grab those items. But like, they are, they are one, they are worthless. And two, they're just there so that you die. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> Simply amazing. booby traps oh my you can't resist. God, it's amazing. It's so awesome. good. Wonderful. I'm having a blast. Feel great about that. And uh, I got back into my 3DS because the 3DS dies next week. Oh, yeah. Nintendo has mm-hmm. killed the eStore for the 3DS. So I have, um, I mean, I, I have a friend who has downloaded <laughs> a bunch of games illegally. Nice. Oh, yeah. Because why would you give Nintendo money when they're like, hey, you can't give us money after next so week? Stupid. It's like, you know what? Screw you. Done. <laughs> so I just, uh, my friend just downloaded a bunch of games on his hacked 3DS. And uh, it's just going through them. Just played something called... Uh, cold sept something or other cold sept cypher i don't know it was super fun i don't know there's so many random 3ds <laughs> games to play there it's are, great it's a great yeah. world that's kind of like I, this is i was never like super into the 3ds or anything like that although i really like i enjoyed it it's a like a lot of people are extremely sad about this because people have been playing it regularly forever, forever you know it's been like a consistent yep. companion but i have this weird it's like i don't know if it makes me feel old is the right way of doing it, but like it's like the way technology moves and how things go obsolete and stuff is that like I feel like it was just yesterday that I yep. was on um, Geeks yep. Who Drink and I lost. I mean, I won a 3DS amongst the prizes that they 3DS. gave me and to think of something that was like, oh, yeah, brand new 3DS, you know, and now it's like and that's an obsolete technology as of next week. Yeah. You know, like it's a Dreamcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. It, um, by the way, for, for my money, might be the best portable gaming system ever. I think most people agree with you on that. I think that's a, it's yeah, it's common. Wow. I really enjoyed it. I just constantly forgot. I constantly lost the charging cable. It's it's a goodie. <laughs> it's a goodie. Go pick up a copy. Ben, I can teach you how to hack it if you want. There you go. My friend can. What are you playing, Ben? If I played my Game Boy or Switch or Pocket Crank. What's it called? Pocket Crank? It's called Pocket Crank. You should say that loudly mm-hmm. at playgrounds around children. <laughs> I'm going to pull my Pocket Crank. Hold on. What's it called? What's the Pocket? Playdate. Yeah. It doesn't sound a playdate. lot better, but... No. What's that in your pocket? Playdate. It's my Playdate. <laughs> my Playdate. I have been playing a lot of PGA 2K23. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Uh, pretty fun. Playing with Tyler and Brent and Sean. Awesome times. Also, the NWSL the uh, comes to FIFA yes. next week, so we're playing that. Just sports games, lots of sports games. I have not finished God of War. I think I kind of noped out of it. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. I was, I was like, yeah, we'll play God of War. I'm playing with Tyler. I'm playing with, I think Nick started playing too. We're like, let's go through it. Then we'll play Ragnarok because that came out. And I was like, I get it. <laughs> you finished Horizon, right? Yeah, I finished Horizon. Or right. is that what it's called? Black uh, Horizon. Horizon. Forbidden West. Forbidden West, yeah. I, yeah, I put I, I asked because I put those in that category, but for me, I've got no interest in God of War. I'm not super into The Last of Us, but I love the Horizon games, and I I don't know that they're the same games at all. But for me, of that group, Horizon is is the one for me. I would agree. But yeah, for me too. I think that Horizon is more open world. Yeah. Of the 
It's, I mean, it is open world. Um, I think earlier in this episode I said it's not that open world, <laughs> but it is an open world. To progress the, the story, you have to do a linear thing, but like you can do whatever you want at any time. God of War, extremely linear. Yeah. I think God of War is closer to Kena than it is to yeah. Horizon for the Horizon series. But also, you have a lot more to do, right? Yeah. It's like, kind of like, um, what's the Legion series? Um, uh, Watch Dogs. Yeah, Watch Dogs. We have all like the tech aspect of things along with the story, along with the open world. Yeah. And God of War is like, you got you with your axe and your kid with the bone arrow. And it's like, that's kind of, those are your things. You don't really have like Assassin's Creed, like a thing in your like tech and future. And there's not like, that's it. It's you and all the Norse gods. <laughs> like, Let's do a Watch Dogs 2 side quest at some point. Corey, you may or may not want to play this. Tyler just bought it and he's playing through it right now. I feel like I would enjoy like a PS5 share watching one or both of you yeah, play it it's so more good. than I would enjoy playing it myself. So so here's the thing. It's it's like a, a GTA like yeah, where there's like hacking and it's yeah. like it's very fun. Yeah. But the way the game starts, you wake up in Sausalito. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I recall this from when Ben was playing. Yeah. <laughs> not like not salsa Lido, where it's like kind of made up like on Bridgeway. You're in fucking Sausalito on Bridgeway. Yeah, there's Lapperts. Yeah, yeah. But like genuinely, actually, Sausalito. It feels like your memory of the Bay Area, if that makes sense. Everything's a little bit condensed. Did I tell you guys about how like at Universal Studios Japan, there's like a San Francisco section, but it's Sausalito? No, that's awesome. It's so weird. Like it's for whatever reason, because Universal Studios in Osaka, I think it is. Every like part of it is sort of set up as like an area of America because it's obviously not yeah. a working movie studio okay. like ours is. So they made it like, oh, here's an American culture thing. So there's like a New York City section and like I might be going to Japan next year. Oh, nice. I've got a friend who wants to set up a study abroad in Tokyo and uh, she's asked me to co-teach with her. Oh, I spent most of my time in Tokyo sick. But yeah. if you need Kyoto and Osaka recommendations, I've got you covered. But well, I, I, I've been to Tokyo before, but not in 22 years. I assume probably some things have changed. A, a couple. But yeah, there's like, for whatever reason, the San Francisco section is like distinctly Sausalito and like, That's awesome. like with Sausalito landmarks and stuff like that. And it's fascinating. I was just like walked into it and I was like, wait. What's happening here? <laughs> this is so weird. There's not a lot to Sausalito either. It's basically Bridgeway. It's base. It's I mean, that's exactly what it and it's like even more condensed than yeah. Bridgeway is, which is obviously not a huge yeah. street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dear listener, Ben and I grew up in Sausalito. <laughs> Corey grew up nearby. Yeah, and I grew up next to Sausalito. So, Ben, you just went to uh, Disneyland a couple months ago. One month ago? January. Yeah, two months. So you went to California Adventure. You go to the, the, the Boudins yeah, and Boudins. the Ghirardelli thing all there. Yeah, oh, I love that. Definitely a yep. dinner there. They've got San Francisco area. Yeah, the whole like Fisherman's Wharf area. Yeah, it's That's pretty sweet. It's kind of dismissive in that San Francisco is just the food court. <laughs> but also it's yeah. a really good food court. It is. Yeah, it is probably the best. Yeah, it's really good. Although ever since they got rid of like, I mean, I get it. It's Ghirardelli. So it's more it's San Francisco or whatever. But the Mission Tortilla factory was the best oh, part of California yeah. Adventure. We Wait, so it's not pronounced Giratoli? <laughs> the Giratoli. Uh, I wanted to find the pronunciation that caused the most pain. <laughs> yeah, um, The <laughs> Roll for psychic damage. <laughs> Literally the other day, though, like, uh, we were talking about something about, oh, I keep on ordering flour tortillas from the grocery store, but the girl keeps giving me corn ones. 
And so, like, immediately, uh, Keo's like, oh, you don't want the masaka. <laughs> it's like that thing from the Mission Tortilla Factory was, like, iconic. Mm-hmm. And you go in there. Yes. You yeah. go to the Boudins and you get your little slice of French bread. And then you come out and you go into the Mission yeah. Tortilla Factory and get your tortilla. Masaka. Oh, it was so great. I can't have flour tortillas anymore because of my diabetes. That sucks. Like, I can, right? But that has to be, like, my treat for the day. Like, sure, of course, but it's, like, balancing everything else around having a flour tortilla. And flour (laughs) tortillas are going to be, like, the most processed carb Exactly. Like, basically wonderful. They're terrible for you. Corn. Corn tortilla. Corn isn't any better, unfortunately. (laughs) It kills me. It's corn. It should be, but it's not. But also a corn tortilla is usually this big. You know, it's the size of a And you get two of them. (laughs) But the other day, I was like... It can't be that tough to actually make a good taco. We're going to have taco night and it won't be ground beef and white taco seasoning. <laughs> With taco seasoning. Yeah. yeah, I believe it's the brand is white tacos. <laughs> it might be old Mexico. Yes. It might be Goya. I don't know, but right. it could be white yeah. tacos. And, Gringo eats. and so I yeah. looked up a recipe for slow cooker barbacoa. And I made slow cooker barbacoa Amazing. with spices and bay leaves nice. and whatnot. Did the whole thing. And uh, it turned out Bailey's bay leaves. God, it's like I've been making barbacoa wrong. I drank some Bailey's while I did it. Just a couple shots. It's great. A little Irish car bomb. And call back. So uh, it was phenomenal. Toss in the slow cooker. Ben, I'll text you the recipe if you want it. You two core, I guess. Well, obviously, I don't eat that, but I do make my own seasonings for tacos and stuff like that when I make them. Yeah, it was killer. And it's not like all salt. <laughs> no, it was fun to find out which of my kids would eat it. Like oh. Harper, my youngest, just kept saying, "Like it's too spicy. I can't handle it. It's too spicy." And I was like, "It's super not, kiddo. I'm sorry." <laughs> but it smells like a spicy yeah. thing I have. <laughs> but but and Harper's like, I think the the area around my mouth is like on fire. Oh I think gosh. it's burning like over here. He's like, "Well, just dab it with a t- paper towel and finish your finish your taco, you old brat." <laughs> I was awful. But Maddie just fell in love with it. Amazing. And she was oh, like, nice. Daddy, can I have another taco? It's like, absolutely, kiddo. And it's, you know, I put the barbacoa on and I have, there are two toppings and we know what they are. Cotilla. Onions. Onions. Cilantro. That's it. That's the whole thing. <laughs> That's the taco. And any more than those three and maybe a little lime juice. And I'm like, we're no longer doing you tacos. You're doing lime. something cute. <laughs> right. I don't, right. I don't need to engage with this. Away. You're insulting yourself. More than you're insulting right. me. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's fish tacos, in which case, I guess that's a different category, but still. Oh, I had shrimp tacos a couple weeks ago. God, I love... Really I've been making shrimp tacos at home. <laughs> Everything is honestly better at home, like, if you know how to cook it. Yeah. This is... I feel like that's one thing, like, I'm sure you're discovering this now, being diabetic and having to actually, like, pay attention to what you eat. It's like, yeah, it's easy to eat out, and, like, it's good, but, like, you can probably make it and it's going to be good and not make you feel sick afterwards. Shumai has been the Love the shumai. the rock against my ship has crashed. <laughs> I'm terrible at making like any kind of dumpling or anything like that. Yeah, exactly. I've made it and it's good. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's as good as a yeah. restaurant. It's not any healthier. Right. Yeah. No. Don't think there's much you can do. And honestly, sorry listener, go get Trader Joe's shumai. Yeah. Toss it toss in your steamer. 
it's not bad. Pork shumai from Trader Joe's is not bad. You're pretty damn close to like good dumplings. Yeah. Trader Joe's um, gyoza, like if you need you're a close, dumpling. You're close to mediocre dumpling. <laughs> if you need a dumpling, like it's it's like a dim sum restaurant. It's it's not that far off. <laughs> I will say Costco Bao. Yeah. Really bad. Oh, okay. That's good. really Kirkland brand or whatever they have Bao. I still get it every six months. <laughs> yeah, not great. Remind I'm, yourself. Not great. I'm sure yeah. I can't have that. So I look at it, I'm like, oh, a little steamed bun with some pork in it. It's going to be like nice and sweet. It's just, it's bad. It's bad every time. I'll still eat it. I, I'm certain I cannot eat bow. That is yes. off the list. No, absolutely yeah. not. God, it would be good. <laughs> yeah. Everything in it bow is sugar. Yeah. Oh, uh, but the, the whole point of that story was I found some keto tortillas wow. that are like zero net yeah, carbs yeah. and they're like phenomenal. Uh, are they as good as regular tortillas? No, but they're pretty close. Like they're really not bad. Nice. That's cool. <laughs> How do we get here? How do we get home? Also, I've been playing... <laughs> I've been playing Hitman. Ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, I've been playing. Uh, oh, and then recommendations, Poker Face. Yeah. I have not seen the last two oh. episodes. Excited for that. Jason, thank you so much for Plex. I, I apologize for complaining about it. <laughs> I'm not trying to complain. I, I really I am just trying to be like, what's We're going to get it better. What's the deal? What's there? going on? Hey, had, right, have you played uh, the roguelike mode yet for Hitman? For Poker Face? <laughs> for Hitman. I'm, I'm in. New episode. Brand new. Okay. I would play Poker Face the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That. That'd be awesome. I have not played the roguelike thing yet. No. I want you to give it a whirl. Yeah, I'd love to. Uh, just to see what it's like uh, now that you've maybe experienced all the levels. I've played all the levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I did last. Man, is it fun. It's fun. I was just getting back into it. And then I, I think Sean was like, hey, do you have the new two, uh, PGA 2K? I was like, oh, <laughs> there, you there you go. Let's do that. Golf. And I always play as Brent Peterson. Platinumed the, the 3DS Tiger Woods Golf. Yeah, no, I get it. Nice, 100%. <laughs> oh, nice, okay. Uh, and then Last of Us finished a couple yep. nights ago. I went over uh, to Tyler and Natalie. have been watching that with me every week. We get together and watch that. Oh, that's fun. Uh, uh, Corey, have you I seen have, the finale? Yes, of course. I've heard middling responses. Just, People are like... Well, really? Yeah, the finale was disappointing to me. Yeah. yeah what? Deeply. Can we get into it real quick? Spoilers for Last of Us? What, what was the what was the thing? <laughs> Please. Yeah, I, I've been spoiled by everyone else. I haven't watched it myself. Yeah, what was the thing you did not like about it? It felt so rushed. Like That's exactly yeah, what I heard. When it, oh, when it ended, I'm not joking, I like checked the time. I was like, that was a shorter episode, wasn't it? Because I was like, there's no it way yeah. it's the second shortest of the season. And it had a flashback for the first quarter of it or whatever yeah for the opening of it and the responses i heard were like this should not have been 10 episodes this should have been 16 right yeah and i don't see any good reason oh. not to do that yeah episode two which was like a deep dive barely in the game like it's <laughs> the game touches on this but like we're gonna go way deeper and really get in there like that was the best episode of the season and they needed more of that in the, in the latter end my favorite was the second to last one with the christian cult david yeah yeah that one i thought was like just hit everything for me i really liked that one that was really good a lot of ups and downs in that but yeah i felt like the the finale just kind of like it rushed through it felt it felt like if you were playing the game you'd probably run through you'd kill a bunch of people or whatever you know that kind of thing yeah but it just kind of like was a little unsatisfactory even the sort of resolution at the like once all the murders and everything have happened felt like a quick conversation yeah that was quick and the credits yeah. roll well and there, there's a big there's a big turn from the game yeah, yeah yeah i did read that as well in the game okay in the game it it's unclear whether or not Ellie knows what's happening, 
right? And in the show, no, it's not. No, 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 no. It's 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 the whole point of that story in the game and the show is that the choice has been taken from her from two separate parties. Okay, yeah, she doesn't know. Uh, so I, I I literally just listened to a podcast about this today, and one of the things they talked about was that in the game, it's clear that she doesn't have a choice, and then Joel takes the choice from her, right? And in the show, yes. she makes the choice and Joel takes the choice from her. And that distinction is important. No. Yeah, no, that wasn't the. No. So, OK, she doesn't make the choice. The thing that is different in the show, though, is they do have a conversation in that same episode, which does feel rushed. Right. That she says something similar to like, I hope this was all worth it. And I hope saving my life and killing all those people means something. So you could infer from that that she well, would have made that the choice. She doesn't. But she doesn't. No, does because not. she doesn't know that. Like, no, no, she. I agree, she doesn't. But I'm saying, like, you could be like, well, she probably choose to do that. But yeah, she does not at all make the choice. The, the people I listened to today all said that she knew what she was doing going into it. She was like, I'm sacrificing my life. No, 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 she didn't. But also no, 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 at no, the no. end of the show, interesting. It is she doesn't know that he has also taken that choice from her because. She is saying, like, you know, I hope everything that you just said is true, you know, so essentially like she's I think she in her heart knows that Joel just chose her over the world. But she's trying to convince herself like uh, that he's not lying and that really all the stuff that happened here was not. So to be clear, she does not knowingly choose to sacrifice herself in the show. No, they interesting. They say specifically all. she doesn't do it. That is 100 percent the opposite of what I just heard today. They say specifically. So I've got to find out what no. where it broke off. They say specifically that she doesn't. He says, like, at least give her the choice. Yeah. Like, that's a line of dialogue. And she's like, sure, we don't have time to do that or something like that. Yeah, yeah. She, interesting. I can't remember what the reasoning is, but well, they're, they're yeah. like, it's not she's not scared. That was basically it. They were like, yeah, she's yeah, yeah that's she's it, not right, scared. Yeah. She doesn't know what is about to happen to her, you know, so interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I've already listened to the official podcast from HBO yeah. and all and like Ma- Craig Mazin and Druckmann and Troy Baker and also like three other hours of podcasts about it. And it played the game twice. Listen to the latest Waypoint Radio and then tell me what I what the I heard. Mis, wrong. Yeah, what, where the miscommunication or whatever was here. Ben, it's it's got Ren on it. Oh, Ren can be wrong. <laughs> what, she, I can be wrong, too. Yeah. I could have just misheard what I said. I didn't watch the show. That's yeah, true. Yeah. Ren is never wrong. How dare you? That's true. And there's a lot of like meta aspects <laughs> about like who knows and when they know. Right. And then the difference between the two stories, like. Yeah, I'm sure there's a miscommunication in there somewhere, but they were pretty clear that she did not know. Got it. And that, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah but, but you you enjoyed it more, though. Yeah, I agree with it being rushed. I enjoyed it a lot. I think my main complaint about most things I love is that there's not enough of them. And right, I'm getting yeah. my comeuppance <laughs> now with Star Wars the yeah. last five years. So I apologize to the world for that. Yeah, really. but I think I, I think I kind of don't listen to that voice so often when I see something and it is rushed. I'm like, yeah, but I that's obviously I loved it. So I wanted it to be slower. I wanted it's to be- probably just because I want more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And so I totally I didn't even think of that until you said it. I'm like, oh, I guess that was. Yeah. I mean, Cons- pacing is yeah. an issue. Considering that, like, you know, I, I've said on Joag, like, it's not it's not really my thing. Like, I'm kind of like in every other episode of this show I enjoy because I don't really like the sure. like journeying from place to place and avoiding shroomy guys or whatever. But like every time they kind of like settle in a place for an episode i usually have like a good time with that um so as someone who obviously i'm not a like i just need more person um that i'm like 
I I need more <laughs> yeah. saying something. I think like especially because those the like five scenes or whatever at the end were with them were so good. Right. And I was like, oh, they're like they're bonding and they're doing the Game of Thrones thing. That's like they're finally happy together. <laughs> Obviously, one of them is about to die. Yeah. Or like, right. This going to be in stand. peril very soon. Like, yeah. but it was cool to see like that finally happening because for the first six episodes or so. She was just kind of a shithead right. and he was kind of an asshole yeah. and they didn't like each other. Yeah. So they like finally got to the point, which was the the last episode, right? The mm-hmm. escaping from the cult where the whole like holding her yeah. baby girl. I got you kind of thing where it was like she's they are family now. Yeah. And so it was tough to be like, we got like three minutes of on screen of right. them being a family. And then it was like and then <laughs> now everything they build forward is a lie. Yes, exactly. So it would have been nice to get an episode or two of that. But yeah. But I've also been enjoying like Mark has been playing through the game um, because obviously like I don't play anything really where you shoot things because I'm just terrible at it. So I've just been watching him play and enjoying how much like the parallels are like, you know, it's there's some scenes that are just like straight the same thing between them. And, um, you know, it's yeah, it's obviously just you can see why they were they didn't have to do a lot to adapt this game to totally a, a yeah. tv show it's already a really well-made game that turned into a very well-made show as well and we get all the pedro content as a result and Which belly great, right and and bella's made belly she's <laughs> so good uh i will say there's a weird i haven't been able to kind of express it maybe i'll like sit down and write about this or something but like there's a weird excitement and disappointment about how it was all executed because it was so similar to the game mm-hmm. because i've loved this game for 10 years now it was like right i want to see how it's adapted to a show and i'm like it's, oh, it's really good yeah, it's the same thing <laughs> but it's 92 percent the same exact thing right i was like well which is for game of thrones readers there was probably an aspect that was like this right. is exciting new and different yeah. <laughs> but disappointment because it was so different so yeah. I, there's it's you get both but yeah, kind of. I'm a very happy with thing. that. I mean, I was expecting. I mean, is there a better video game to yeah, to TV or show it or TV or movie adaptation? Right. Yeah. No, I think this tops it. It's a pretty low bar. Yeah. <laughs> True. So, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Mortal Kombat. <laughs> and Street Fighter. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Super Mario. Super Mario twice. <laughs> Sonic Adventures. Yeah. Oh, I do enjoy. But the not Sonic, Sonic Two. Sorry. I haven't seen Sonic 2 yet. Sonic 1 was not great. Um, <laughs> I liked Sonic. Corey loves Sonic. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, last two things. Uh, New Hades. Still not out. Still not. Sometime in 2023. Uh, and then last thing I was chatting with uh, old Davey Botluck. And he's playing RimWorld, which he wanted to. Uh, he, he didn't say to throw on the podcast. I'm putting it on the podcast. Are we allowed to discuss that here? Is that term? I think only on your Plex. Uh, he's doing a great job. At RimWorld. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lucky Heather. Uh, and it's a, it's like a civilization Sims. A great jerb type thing. I apologize for my co-host, David. <laughs> I, um, so check out RimWorld if you're into Civ 6 and that kind of stuff. I apologize but, for the thing that just popped into my head that I'm going to put in yours. <laughs> I did a rim jerb. <laughs> a great rim jerb. <laughs> I guess I'm not good at this. <laughs> to give a rim jerb. <laughs> <laughs> do you do one? I guess you do give one. Um, but yeah, hopefully we'll have uh, David on soon uh, yeah. to probably never mention the, the word Rimjerb. It's very cute. You think that's not going to happen again? Rim World. Damn it! This is all coming out. 
David, I apologize. <laughs> David, come on the pod. We'll play a game. It'll be great. Oh my god, let's get out of here. Uh, Corey, what else are you playing? I did a rim jerb. Oh my god. I, uh, well, I already said I'm playing a lot of Disney Dreamlight Valley, mostly right now. Uh, and I, I got that, like, a month ago, and it's been, it's been great, because what I've been doing is playing Disney Dreamlight Valley and putting an audiobook on oh, while I play it. Because I yes. used to do that with Animal Crossing, oh. you know, that was my, like, lockdown thing. Uh, and so I've gone through several books while just sitting there tooling around on Disney Dreamlight Valley, which I will say, Ben, yeah, it can be extremely frustrating. And a lot of times I'm never sure whether something is because the game is broken or because yeah. I don't have the capability to do something. Ooh. Yeah. Hack that I figured out recently. Mm-hmm. You know, when you like unlo- you open a land, but you like can't get past like a river or right, a, yeah. uh, like a bridge or something in that land. Yeah. Uh, this might be obvious. You put in way more time than I have. But a thing that was like, this is a way to like hack the system. If you need like, if you need a resource that's over there beyond the bridge, uh-huh. is to put when you when it says like you open up the well. Where do you want to put your well? Put your well on the other side of that bridge or the oh other side of that thing because you can that's you can warp to your well. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, and so I did that in the the um, forbidden forest, I think, and put that wow. beyond the bridges in order to mine iron ore or something like that and to, to that would have been time. really helpful when i spent like two weeks trying to get this one like the blue passion lily and i could see that yeah, it had spawned one pu- on the other side of the frozen yep. whatever yep. and like i could just see it sitting there and I, every day i'd keep picking all the other flowers hoping that one would <laughs> spawn it never came and i was just staring at that fucking thing like just so. teasing me on the other side of yep. the bridge, like literally the other side of the bridge, just right at the edge. I was like, so close it so far. Oh, so I would have just moved my well. That would have yeah. made things easier. Elite pro go. tip. Hmm. If you don't like a game, just listen to an audio book <laughs> while you're Play playing it. it. And then you don't have to pay as much attention. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. Double elite. Take a walk instead. Okay, well, there's that. That's good. That is, there's an idea there. Um, I did have the first urge to throw my <laughs> controller at my brand new 75-inch TV last week. So that is a good pro tip for me. Just walk. Enjoy nature. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Take a walk instead of breaking the controller. Meanwhile, head empty, plain demon souls. Just like, <laughs> wee, this is fun. I died again. Yeah. But I, I did listen to um, some interesting books I will just quickly throw out on this little recommendation station here. Uh, very dark books. I read. Um, That's why you have to listen to them as audiobooks. They're so dark you can't read them. Oh, God. That's such a dad, dad joke. Bluey's dad would be proud. Uh, <laughs> um, so, of course, while I like I can't listen to fiction books. Well, like just in general, like. I have to read them on a page instead of. I'm a hundred percent with you. Yeah, I can only listen to nonfiction. Um, and so I read Under a Flaming Sky by Daniel James Brown, who's the same guy who wrote um, The Indifferent Stars Above, the book about the Donner Party, uh, which I listened to last year and is incredible. But Under a Flaming Sky is about um, a fire in the late or mid 1800s that like just engulfed several towns over the course of like 24 hours and killed people in the most horrific ways that you can possibly imagine. I had no idea how many different ways 
you could die in a fire. And now I'm taking that into my nightmares. And yeah, it just like a bunch of conditions came together and quickly this uh, fire overtook these towns. And so it's kind of talking about that happening. And in the meantime, these two trains that were trying to take people out of the towns uh, as people were sort of like, oh, why go? Or like, you know, all yeah, that stuff. Course. Basically, Stand your ground. yeah, choosing no. their death. Really interesting book that I recommend. And the other book that I read was called Death in the Air by Kate Winkler Dawson. And it is about the uh, great smog of London uh, in the Ooh. 1950s, which was an incredible story of a fog that killed 12,000 people. And then the government just decided not to talk about it. So no one knows it happened yep. in a week. Well, it's in it's in the crown. So that's how we know it happened. <laughs> right. Apparently it is in the crown. Other than that. People don't know about it. That's the, literally the only way I ever heard of it. But yeah. there's a whole episode. That's on the it. only way Brits know about it either. Mark had never it's heard of episode. it. Like, it's How dare wow, you imply really? that he's British? Yeah. How <laughs> dare you? Wow. He has Welsh class. <laughs> well done. I really Welshed on that. And that is what we call a callback. Speaking of Welsh, they do a whole episode on, hmm. I forget the name of the town, that uh, the mining accident. Abervan. Abervan. A whole episode on that too, which is horrifying yes oh my god didn't know about that either yeah wales has a lot of terrible like mining things and stuff like that uh you know that's not great and abravan is obviously one of the biggest <laughs> instances of that another great welsh crown connection which there's a lot of a lot is when they finally get their nice prince the prince of wales to come home yeah god. He's a good guy. <laughs> and he, he gets crowned Prince of Wales in Wales Town. And everyone loves him. Cornish. You know, I don't know a city in Wales. I will say the thing about uh, when he became the Prince of Wales initially uh, was that people kind of looked at like they didn't think they didn't have a strong opinion about it whatsoever from the things that I've, I've read about it. It's like people were kind of like, yeah, he seems nice. You know, that's fine. I like that he speaks a little Welsh. Like, that's that's kind of yeah. cool. He's trying. Didn't he go to he went to school there, right? I believe I'm not or he did a year or two sure. of studying. I am okay. certainly not a scholar a connection of, to there. <laughs> of him. However, Sorry. I've watched a lot of documentaries on Wales. So that's... I just listened to a four part history of Lady Di. Oh, did you? So ask me anything. I won't know the answer. I was doing other things. <laughs> AMA. I just listened to Spare. Oh. Yeah, I did just listen to that. Um, but yeah, by now, the Welsh are fully done with, they don't think it's cute anymore. No. Yeah, <laughs> and good. they don't think. But uh, he's their Kate king and, now. Oh, God. Theirs. Yeah, they don't think Kate and uh, Willie being the prince and princess of Wales or whatever they are now. Uh, they, they're not into it. Good. <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's it. We should end this podcast soon, I suppose. All right. What do we play next? We talked about potential games we might be playing later this year. Should we throw some of those out or should we? Yeah, let's throw some of those out. People might be playing them. Journey, Stray, Life is Strange 1.5 and 2 and 3. Play them all. We did. Let's get them all. Buy them all if they're on sale. Whatever they're, whatever's out there. Oh, and then Indiana Jones. In the Last Crusade, nineteen eighty nine version, um, <laughs> not like there's another one, uh, but check that out because fire up your Amiga. Richard and I are going to start playing that in the next few weeks. Yeah, get that. It's on Steam. But what we're going to be playing uh, the rest of March and will hopefully come out early April will be Tunic. Woo! 
Ooh. I know we talked about it before. I spent a few hours on it, but it's cute. it's more cute and cuddly forest animals. I'm I'm into that. I'm in that zone. I'm in that headspace. Did you hear yeah. that? Uh, lots of chopping and blocking. And... Did you hear that Nicolas Cage is considering doing a remake of Face Off, where he plays both roles? It's going to be called Two Nicks. <laughs> but um. Sh- Thank you, Corey. I thought you were going to go for it. Did you hear about Did you hear about the sequel to Two Nick? Three Nick. Three Nick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ridiculous you're the best mine has a longer walk though it does it does uh thank you so much for listening to men of low moral fiber i have been that's the beginning of the show uh if you have any questions comments or concerns please email us at m-o-l-m-m-p-o-d at gmail.com thank you so much to our patreons thank you especially to david potluck our potluck our potluck producer (laughs) he has a new name the pod daddy (laughs) is the pod potluck producer thanks for thanks so much man we'll have you on the pod soon We'll do a potluck. We'll all bring our own pods. Oh, like uh, we'll yeah. share them. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Anything else? I think that's where I end the episode, right? Thank you to all of our Patreons who support us. Uh, check us out at patreon.com slash M-O-L-M-M. We love you all. It's been a really long episode, and I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you in a few weeks. And I think we're going to do a side quest on, what did you say, Jay? Uh, the documentary, Double Fine. Oh, yeah, Double Fine. Triple Fine. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll also be watching the Double Fine is that the sequel to Double Fine? We'll be watching the Double Fine documentary on Psychonauts 2 uh, the next few weeks. So check that out. Maybe we'll do a side quest in the next couple weeks about that. Uh, as always, I have been Ben. I will be Jason. <laughs> and I am a mighty forest animal pirate. Aww. And make sure you don't overburden yourself with a preponderance of pondering. It's good. You were like scrambling for a quote. I got it. I got it. Yeah, but you did it. You You pulled through. That was great. That was great. Five star podcast, five star runtime. Wow.